Hey. We got it working. King, our first distance recording for uh, 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 what is this episode three? Yes, I was like, what? What episode <laughs> is this? Yes, it is episode three. <laughs> it is episode three. Oh, bro, we started recording, and I am super unprepared. I don't have my notes up. <laughs> it is a. This is the first time we are recording distance distancely. So it's different, guys. It's different. It's different. So work with us. So welcome back. Thank you for joining us for episode three of Afro Movie Review, the podcast. Pew, 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 pew. We still got the air horns. <laughs> We're never going to start without air horns. I don't think we will. <laughs> um, yes, the episode is, um, or the, I'm sorry, the movie of the episode is Coyote Ugly and the year 2000. Y2K. <laughs> Y2K. What a no. wild time that was. Okay, okay. So I have my notes pulled up now. Let me get back to you. But, all right, rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors. Now, wait, before we do that, though, you sound a little grainy. Oh, really? Do you, do you want to plug in the headphones? I was wondering, but it doesn't. Okay, I can try. Let's see. Just to see. Because it's, it just sounds far, and I don't want people to be like, what? Huh? Huh? No, I don't know how to do it. It's like, it's <laughs> 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 <Is> that better. <laughs> it is. Okay, so I don't know if that'll help, but like, I'll put it. That's good. Yeah, bad. Oh. Perfect. All right, so <laughs> let's introduce myself. Because <laughs> who are we and what are we doing? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. So Afro Movie Review, the podcast. The voice you're hearing right now is Mo. She, her pronouns, Afro movie reviewer. And I am Keats. They, them pronouns, your favorite trans podcaster. Yes, and welcome back to the show. All right, so let's rock, paper, scissors for this history. Girl, let's see who's going to go. Do you have your notes up? I have my notes up. I'm Okay, I got mine up. Okay, just making sure. (laughs) Just making sure. Okay, let's go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You delayed, but whatever, let's go. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not two ties. Let's go. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Dang. Okay. I'm about to say there was nothing. We both had scissors the first time. We both had paper. I wasn't going nowhere else but rock. I was, <laughs> I was like, let me, maybe I can switch it up. Maybe I know what's going to happen. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and kick it off with the history reel. The history reel. So, January 1st, the last Pyrenean Ibex, aka the Barcado, died Um, by a fallen tree. I have no idea what any of those words mean. Fallen and tree were the only ones I could catch. It's an Iberian wild goat common in the southern France, North Pyrenees, Catabarian Mountains area. The North Pyrenees. Okay. Because Pyrenees, I know Pyrenees dogs as a breed. So, okay. Got you. But yeah, they species was at least 12,000 years old. And And they gone? Because of a fallen tree. And I'm trying not to laugh because that's disrespectful. But also. With the fact that they whole species was taken out by a tree. And oh my God, it's so funny. It's not, but like <laughs> they were decreased because of hunting, but they don't understand how they be- they fully became extinct. And the hypothesis was that they 
were unable to compete with other species for food. Maybe it was infections. Maybe it was. Maybe disease. the trees had some ancient beef with them. that bitch. I got it. And we still don't even know the the class of classification on them because it's controversial because they went extinct before we could analyze them. How wild they said, oh, they found that that little uh, carcass of an animal and said this is the last one ever. Now they did try to clone her in 2003, but the you know clone it. died several minutes after birth because of a low <laughs> defect. That's not funny. It's her name funny. was Celia. Celia, sorry, it's only funny because because that whole ancient warfare between the trees said no. <laughs> the species is supposed to be gone. Extinction happens for a reason. It's Let the it go. Circle of- <laughs> It is the circle of goddamn, and it rules us all. I didn't know okay. that the trees were on top, though. Like, they <laughs> Lightweight. Lightweight. They so, really... So disrespectful. Just, the trees really do have the longest... Like, you can see a lot from them. You can learn a lot from them. They last a long time. They grow for thousands of years if they're, you know, managed properly, which... You know, woo. Woo. I, I mean, I want to be a tree when I die, so. You want to be in one of those pods that, like, like your body goes into the pods and it feeds the trees in one of those. Yes. It would be that. like, go, go, go hug your grand, your granny, your, your grandparent. I don't care. Go, go well, outside. Yoni. Get out my face. Go hug Yoni. I feel that. That's, I don't want to be a tree, but I support you. In that. <laughs> <laughs> do you I want to, you. what do you want to do when you die? I told you I want to be I want to be uh, cremated and left into the wind and then <laughs> I love that my last hurrah is smacking people in the face with my ashes just trying to take on second life. <laughs> my bitch, they wanted to be locked to space and I'm just like you don't decompose. That's and then just imagine if we ever do have like. Space travel and your ass just floated scary. <laughs> Nikki Giovanni said the same thing. Actually, I got the chance to like see her and do some work with her. And there was, and one of the things that she said is that she, uh, I believe it's like a breast cancer or some type of cancer survivor. And they told her because of the surgery she had that she could never go into space because it, her organs would move around on coming back. So she was like, bro, when I die, I'm shoot me off into space because I can't never come back. If I'm close to the end of life, <laughs> shoot me off. I'm good. <laughs> I said, well, actually, goddamn, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my, first fact, my first fact is March 21st. Um, NSYNC releases their third studio album, No Strings Attached, which is album because he is. Is that the bye bye bye? That's bye 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 bye. bye. That's that album. That's that album. Because I saw did the hand move like. (laughs) You know it, because that it was a popping ass album. The choreography was good. They had Candy Burris as a writer on some of the songs. Like it was just a really good album. But the reason Justin became lead. This is why I said what I said because no. No, okay. He kind of. I think it was the next album. Him and okay. Well, him and JC Shaza had equal parts, maybe a little bit more JC. But the next album was when you really saw Justin like step out and being the fourth, like the war lead singer. Was he dating Britney at this time? Then he was maybe dating Britney at the time. I'm not sure. Maybe because 2000. It seems like a yes. I, I think yes. 
Um, so this was his time of coming into, but she was definitely the more popular one, like Britney Ruth, you know? Yeah. And this is, and to speak on that, so 1999, an NSYNC had to sue Transcontinental and their former manager, Louis Perlman, uh, pretty much saying that he had defrauded them. Like, he was only supposed to get a sixth of the profits as the manager, and he was getting 50% of their earnings. So this is NSYNC, one of the biggest boy band groups in the world at the time, saying that they were not making their money the way that they were supposed to. So Louis Pearlman gets sued. He was also, they had like a compete thing. They didn't know that he was also managing like um, Backstreet Boys. So it was like, you're Ooh. putting us against, you know, so you're putting us against these guys. You're also getting a whole lot of money from them. And I think that's how it went. But either way, they severed their contract and joined Jive Records where Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys were in 2000. Now, so that was interesting, right? But that is definitely the bye-bye-bye. And the no strings attached came from the fact that they felt like they had been puppets for so long, and finally they were cut from Lewis and all his sticky, greedy fingers, right? Um, but the other reason that this is important is because J.C. Chazé, if you look up the, the album and, like, stuff about the album, it says that he did lead vocals, vocal arrangement, producing, and mixing. Justin got some of those credits too. Don't like that's why I said okay, but I really think it was their fourth and final album where Justin broke out and like they had gone and um boyfriend with uh Nelly and like they had a bunch of songs where it was a whole lot of like Justin being in the front. But I think that no strings attached is when he was still ramen haired, Justin. Okay, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Looking like a package of noodles, you know what Looking I'm talking about. Like they were that so time. blonde, so they were so blonde, curly. so fried, so crispy, <laughs> just bleach. Okay, <laughs> so that's my first fact. Okay, and see, but you know, companies be doing that. They'll just be like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna support both of you guys, and then I'm gonna pitch just so I can make money." I would never want to be fucking famous because of because. I don't, I don't think that I could hand I don't think so because the minute that somebody that you thought you trusted is going against you or not you know what I mean that doesn't have your best interest in mind anymore I'm flashing I thought we was friends bitch like I'm, I'm I, not the kind that can handle that type of betrayal so no I'll fight so <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> real stabby real stabby <laughs> don't cross me bitch cross the street your discretion is advised. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says on our website for episodes, there's, a, there's like a thing at the top that says all episodes are geared for <laughs> adult and mature audiences because we can cuss our fucking asses off. Yes, because we are adults. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I, I have the approval to say whatever I want. Please I don't know and thank you. To, I gave it to myself. All right, that. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so June 28th, the Boy Scouts of America versus Dale. Right? I'm like, what the fuck the Boy Scouts getting into? I feel like I, I'm I'm already knowing. <laughs> I feel like I know. It was a case that said private organizations are allowed to choose their own membership and expel members based on their sexual orientation. Sure I fucking knew it. <laughs> Even if the discrimination is prohibited by anti-discrimination legislation designed to protect minorities in public accom- accommodations. So mm-hmm. Dale is this nigga. He was like this, uh, well, he's a white dude, but you know, he's a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> like he was a university student and I think he came out as openly gay. Mm-hmm. And apparently like the Boy Scouts of America 
their like he came out as openly gay on their newspaper on their newspaper they found they uh found out and they was like <laughs> you gotta go fam you can't you you can't do this no more because he was also like one of the actual leaders for the boy scout troops yep and that's they kicked him out of his leadership position because he came out as gay and but the new jersey supreme court was like ah, 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 that's homophobic that's this discrimination you can't do that mm-hmm. and the be- <laughs> boy scouts of america said you can't tell me what to do and they went to the supreme court and they said yeah, you can't tell them what to do. The Supreme Court said, actually, <laughs> we that's support it. their right to discriminate against whoever the fuck they want. And that's just, that's the shit that tripped me out. The Supreme Court said, yeah, no, you can't tell them what to do. Because they pay dues and it's a private club and so they can make rules how they want to and that's the benefit of being a private club. Like, if I had a club, you're not going to tell me that I have to let some people in, which is what I thought... You know, like, it's kind of like um, black fraternities and sororities. Like, it was supposed to be yeah. our shit, right? So when they started accepting dues and money from white folks, I kind of would be like, but I'm not in a, I'm not in one of those organizations to, like, have that judgment. But I just, from the outside looking in, I thought that that was supposed to be one of our clubs. And the exclusivity of it was that you white bitches and you other bitches can't get in because you already had your clubs. You had your shit established, and that's part of the reason why we set our own up is because you weren't letting us in yours. So why do you want to come the fuck over here? And that, if it was on that part where the where those black clubs was like, no, I don't want your white asses over here, I would absolutely support it. So I feel that. I mean, guys, that's you know, I mean that's what they fought on. They have a constitutional right to freedom of association because so it allows, we pay dues. <laughs> it allows them to be homophobic. So. They lift. They actually lifted their ban on gay scouts and gay leaders in 2013 and 2015, respectively. It took them a 13 and 15, and 15 years, years over that shit. They and said, this, you know, this is why we stand the Girl Scouts of America. Thank you, Juliet Gordon Lowe. She, she really just deaf. did it. She was deaf, and she really did it because she was like, "Oh, I want to be a Boy Scout." And they was like, "No, you're a girl." The name is Boy like, Scouts, and she was like, "I'll do it on my." <laughs> Had <laughs> a Girl Scout stand. As a yeah. former Girl Scout, I will thank her. Holds up the Girl Scout. Yes, I was also a Girl Scout. And five it. years later, after they were established, they got a black troop. So, oh wow, right? It was quick with the shit. Look, so thank you, Boy Juliet. Scout. Slow, slow progressing ass. Look, thirteen Juliet fucking Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> Juliet Gordon Lowe for the win. All right, so okay. My next fact, okay, April 22nd, uh, there was a pre-dawn raid uh, with federal agents who went to the house of Elian Gonzalez's family to get him from the home. Now, Elian Gonzalez was a five-year-old child who, in November of 1999, um, along with 13 people tried to flee from Cuba in a small aluminum bolt that had a faulty engine. And because of a combination of a storm and an engine breakdown, the boat went so, down. Like oh, God. And the only survivors were Elian, who they put into a floaty tube, and two adults who were able to swim. Everybody else could not swim. So all 11 people, like 11 people died. When they came across, like there was a boat, a fishing boat that came across these people saw these two adults and um and elian in the floaty tube who elian said he they he remembered being put into the floaty tube he saw his mom she tried her hardest like to put her in the floaty tube and he fell asleep and he when he woke up he never saw her again and he just assumed that she drowned because he knew that she could not swim 
So at the time, they had this thing called the wet feet, dry feet, or the wet foot, dry foot policy, which was a 1995 revision of the application of the Cuban Adjustment Act of 1966 that pretty much said that anybody who tried to flee from Cuba and made it into American waters would be allowed to remain in the U.S., um, in 1995, they did a revision of that that said, if you didn't make it to land, we can absolutely send your ass back. So when, right. So when Elian got found in this floaty tube with these two adults who were like hanging on or whatever and were able to swim enough to be found, the fishermen were even like, like they were nervous. They didn't want to turn him over to um, American agencies because they figured they were going to send him immediately back. But his father still lived in Cuba. So this turned out to be a whole thing. So from November of 1999, when he was found, until April 22nd of 2000, when they decided that he was going to go back, there was like this back and forth. Like, Elian had said at one point that he wanted to stay in America. Then he was like, listen, his dad, he wants to go home. He was with um, family in, uh, in Florida. He was in Miami. But on that morning, when they decided, okay, all of these negotiations, like, I think Castro was still um, in charge or whatever. All these negotiations, they were like, bring that little boy back here. They decided to send 130 INS personnel. What the fuck? For a a five-year-old? For a five-year-old at a residential home. This is a baby with his family. And they sent all these fucking people to go to this house. There's a picture of an INS agent who was pointing like a huge assault military assault rifle at Elian and an adult who I believe is one of his family members who looked like they were hiding in a closet because they were fucking terrified. It's 130 people that swarmed on this fucking house. And they were like hiding in a closet and it's like the closet's been ripped open and they're both just like screaming in terror at this white man or, you know, white passing man because I don't know. Um, holding in full like military garb, holding an assault rifle to get a five-year-old child. And that picture why media was there, why press was there, I don't know. Why they were in the fucking house, I don't know. But that picture ended up winning a Pulitzer Prize for breaking news in 2001. No, now, fuck you, nigga. Oh, wait. So, <laughs> 2000 was a really wild time. Elian Gonzalez ended up being sent back to Cuban. He, I mean, to Cuba. He was raised there, and he is now, is, from what I read, he, like, graduated college. He has a fiancé. I think he got married. They have a daughter. Um, but he's now, I really believe that had he been in America, he would have looked at Cuba, like, with a side eye. And now that he's in Cuba, when he graduated, he did some speech, and he was like, you know, whatever the whatever the country needs for me to do, I'm a writer. So it's like, imagine the what it would have been had he been stuck in America. And like, I remember that being a thing. Like I wasn't watching the news, but I remember his name being a thing and it being said often and me being like, you know, aware of his presence in America and it being a huge at, and an international issue because the, the ties with Cuba were already faulty, were already stank, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I remember that being a thing. And I was like, that's really fucked up. I should have looked in to see what the wet foot, dry foot policy is now. But I think it's still in place that if you haven't made it to American soil and have touched land, it doesn't matter about the waters. If you haven't touched land, that they can send you back. So mm, Borders aren't real, one. They aren't. <laughs> like, that is so annoying. <sighs> so yeah, that's my second fact. The whole traumatization of that five-year-old child is like, the fact that he lost his mom, like he, you know, lost his mom, didn't know if he wanted to stay in America, got placed with people that he probably didn't know very well, but got comfortable with them, got sent back to his father, 
you know, all of that stuff, the, the gun pointing. Look, I'm the like, INS raid. What the fuck? Why did it need to be a raid if you was just going to come knock on the door and say, hey, give us the baby? If they didn't know you were coming, you really just could have popped up on any any given day before school started and been like, hey, we're here for the baby. It would have been traumatizing still, but less traumatizing than guns being pointed in their faces. Abolish all cops. <laughs> Especially INS. Fuck them niggas, for real. And, and ICE. I- ICE what? and INS, that's, yeah, that's that crew. That's them. Uh, okay. I'm gonna end, we, you know how we always end dark and shit. Oh, but... no, I'm ending on a high note. Let's oh, get okay, it. But... I'm changing it up. Look at yeah. me. Let's go. <laughs> so March 1st, Malcolm Ferguson was murdered by police brutality. Hmm. He was a drug dealer. Now, the thing that the article I read said he had like seven prior arrests, but I don't know if that was just them painting him as a bad character. But I mean, ain't nothing wrong with selling drugs. One. And the other thing is that arrest doesn't mean anything about convictions. You can be arrested. I've, you know, personal note, I've been arrested and had all of my shit cleared. So I would have a person, I would be, you know, reported by the news like as having, having prior arrests. But what the fuck does that mean if nothing came of them? That. So. But he took legal action against the NYPD. This was in New York. Because instead, like, in one of his prior arrests, instead of putting the cuffs on his wrist, they put them on his thumbs to the point where he... <laughs> I'm sorry. How does that even restrain someone? Look, to the point he had to go to emergency <laughs> services. Like, what the fuck? Oh, is it like those zip tie things? I think Maybe. So. I don't oh, know. Because okay. I'm just like, how the fuck do you put cuffs on anybody's thumbs? Like, why would you do that? I feel like that was like they have a humiliation. Like, yeah, uh, they have okay. those like zip tight and they're like very tight. Like if you pull them tight enough, like I don't know what the thumbs would do. I really, I don't mean to laugh. I don't. That just seems like, what the fuck would that do? That seems like you really went out of your way to try to fuck with this guy. For no reason. So he was actively in a lawsuit because of that. And as after the lawsuit, the police harassment increased. Mm. And he was actually, as around that time, it was another black person who was killed by the police, who his murderers were acquitted. Mm. And so everybody was like big mad. So he was joining in rallies. And the cops used to patrol high crime areas. As and, they still do. As they still do. And mm. Malcolm ran... And a cop, last name Rivera, I couldn't get his first name, fucking bitch, who was in plain clothes, Mm. who gave the testimony as he was the only witness, said there was a struggle. He didn't know if Malcolm had a weapon, but he thought he had drugs, but he didn't see any drugs and he didn't see Malcolm trying to sell any drugs. So this man was murdered by this police officer, Mm. then proceeded to tell his mama, his dependent, his legally blind mama, that he was found dead in the hallway. When she later found out how he died, she had a respiratory arrest that sends her to the emergency services. That cop is still a cop, and the NYPD is responsible for his death. And I meant to look up in it a little bit more because I think they had like a case that went all the way... I want to say that went all the way to the Supreme Court, but no, the Attorney General, but then it was dismissed, and then it was just never brought up again. Wow. But, and you said Malcolm Ferguson? Yeah, and he wow. was still involved in that lawsuit when he was murdered. I was, ooh. So they, they, ooh. they didn't have to pay him out. They didn't have to do anything. The lawsuit just disappears because it wasn't finalized. 
But then even the lawsuit to investigate him afterwards, like the Rivera dude, mm-hmm. I think it went up, I think, to the attorney general, and then it was just dismissed. Because he's he, the man has passed away. There's nobody who's actually, if he was the only name on the suit, then if he's gone, what are we doing? Oh, it's fine now. Wow. Fuck the police. In all, in the truest sense Ooh. of the word. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. And it on a high note, which is unusual for me. Um, so July 8th is the Wimbledon women's tennis competition and Venus William wins her first career Grand Slam singles. She uh, beats, it's an American woman named Lindsay Davenport, but she beat her 6-3 and then 7-6. So the second set was a little bit more co- competitive, but I just thought it was amazing because that was the year 2000 and the Williams sisters have been dominating and beating ass Every six. For years. Yeah. I mean, that was her first one. I don't know if Serena had one, one at that time because Venus is the older sister. Um, but the fact that they had made it like that, that much, you know, had that much notoriety and made it that far is just pretty goddamn awesome. So. We love you guys, Venus and Serena. You guys are love amazing. Love the Williams sisters. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch King Richard, but I should just support Will in the slap. But I should. That, <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> Just to rub it in somebody's face, but <laughs> okay. So it's at that part of the of the show where we are at the plug. It's the, the plug. plug. Let's get it. So this is the part of the show where we are trying to do some active bartering. We're bartering for ourselves, putting each other on. Hashtag we are the plug. Hashtag we are the hookup. Bring that shit back, y'all. Yes. So Keeks, who you got? I got for all of you musicians out there, go ahead and tag the podcast in a video you want featured. Tag five followers on a post from your favorite AMR video on our IG. Repost your favorite post from AMR IG on your page for a shout out on two episodes. Send us a 15 to 25 second clip. Original audio, please. Uh, and we'll feature it as transition music between segments, shout outs, and plugs for three episodes. And we'll permanently feature on AMR IG with active networking links. Let's get it. And so I have actors and influencers. If you are a person who is trying to get yourself out there on the scene as far as acting in Hollywood, and maybe Atlanta, because Black Hollywood is getting it, Atlanta is popping right now with all of that. Go ahead and tag uh, your favorite AMR video on IG. Repost a video on your page for a shout out on two episodes. Create an original video of you reenacting your favorite lines or scenes from a movie because we are what? (laughs) Allergic. Allergic to litigation. litigation. (laughs) Has to be original. Please give it to us and we will feature you on our page permanently with active networking links so everyone knows where to find you. If you are an influencer, if you are selling a product, if you were selling yourself, if you just out there trying to get it and you just want to be seen, so do we. So tag us. Let's do this together. Hashtag we are the plug. Hashtag Hashtag we are the hookup. Yes, it's the plug. The plug. Yay. So now let's get into the review. Yes. Who you? Who am I? If you don't know already, I am Keeks, your favorite trans podcaster. They them pronouns. Who are you? Mo, she, her pronouns. Afro movie reviewer. Afro movie reviewers. Let's get it. The movie of the episode, as mentioned, is Coyote Ugly. Ugly Coyote. Yes. If you have seen the movie, if you liked the movie, if you hated the movie, whatever, if you just want to get it, get into us. 
You want to talk to us? <laughs> How do they reach out to us, Keith? What's the socials? What's the email? So our email is t-o-a-m-r-p-o-d at gmail.com. The socials of Afro Movie Review on... That's... Oh, shoot, my bad. Tyrone, Omar, Andre, Malik, Roderick, Princeton, Omar, Disdick at gmail.com. Yes, and social medias, what do we have? We have uh, Twitter, Instagram, so you can follow us there eventually. We may have a Facebook. I don't know. Y'all let us know if that's something you would like. Yeah. Because uh, Facebook is a scary place. It um, is. But yes, follow us, interact with us, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And now we are going to get into the movie. Let's go. All right, so what's the movie synopsis, Geeks? This movie synopsis is that an inspiring, it's aspiring uh, <laughs> aspiring songwriter violet Sanford, after getting a job at a woman-run nyc bar that teases its male patrons comes out of her shell okay okay so we have the actors who is piper parabo who plays violet sanford adam garcia plays kevin o'donnell maria bello plays a little um, I also have Isabella Miko, who plays Cammy. I have Bridget Moynihan, who plays Rachel. John Goodman, who plays <laughs> Bill Sanford. Mm-hmm. And um, David McNally. I don't, who, I, why do I have, who are you? I have Melanie Linsky. Okay, I don't, who's that? I don't think I have uh, David, though. I'm trying to, I don't know who David McNally is. I, I have it in the notes, apparently, though. Melanie oh, was oh, Rachel. Oh, that's the director, my bad. Oh, wait a minute. Is that? <laughs> That's the director. I'm like, who is David McNally? That's the director, guys. All right, so let's get into the actors. What do you have for Piper? Miss Piper I Parabo. I Tyra, and I was like, uh, I'm just going to her ass. Did I not? No, I do have Tyra. Why is her name not on here? I definitely oh. have Tyra someplace. Yeah, I have Tyra. My bad. Okay, let's get it. So pre-2000, she did White Boys. I don't know what that is, but good for her. Who, Piper Parabo? Mm-hmm. Okay. And she won an MTV Movie Award for Best Music Moment from this. From like, this, from Coyote. Yeah. yeah. So after 2000, she was mainly focused on independent films. So she did films for Canada, France. She did Cheaper by the Dozen. She was on Houses, which was working. She was working. She was working. It was little small roles. She literally, so I had that she literally got picked up out of an audience for a casting call for her at the time boyfriend. He was actually the person auditioning, but like the audition, the casting director or whatever, like did an audience scan, saw her and was like, ooh, pretty. Are you an actor? And she didn't get that. that role, but she decided, oh, maybe I could be an actor. And Coyote Ugly was her second film. Mm-hmm. Like she just took off. Um, she did have a have a reoccurring role as Linda Craft on the Supernatural series Penny Dreadful City of Angels, which is on Showtime. Um, and like you said, like she's worked, she's had some like minor, some like smaller roles, but she's been semi consistent since Coyote mm-hmm. Ugly when she won all those awards or whatever. Um, she advocates for LGBT rights and women's political leaderships and serves on the advisory board for something called Vote Run Lead. And which... I... Okay. Yeah. And I got She Speaks Full in French. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. I saw that too. I saw that too. Um, she's part owner of a Prohibition-famed bar and separately owner of a Soho restaurant that opened in 2012. The Prohibition-themed bar thing, I was like, 
Mm, because like, yeah, it was uh, the roaring 20s and yeah, it was fun to be like, she and everybody had those outfits and like sneaking around. But there was also like hella like, um, just like misogyny and racism. Like there was a lot of things that were also going on in the 20s that maybe it's like, ah, you're glamorizing it because of the outfits. But I get it for, I guess, for nostalgia's sake, if you was a person who had freedom at that time or your folks would have had freedom, maybe it's fun to frequent that type of bar. I feel that. <laughs> I mean, prohibition hits differently when you learn that mainly the slaves, the enslaved people were the ones who were making beers and making spirits and stuff. And the, I was like... <laughs> the ancestors of the free, you know, those just a couple generations re- move from slaves were taking those learned things that they had and making wines and spirits that a lot of them were eventually taken over by white people and like their name was stamped on it but you know anytime that you drink what is it jack daniels Mm -hmm. one of the i think one of those is um is a black man's recipe like things like that so that you're right you're right so for that alone i guess you could go in and really have that experience and not be like my people was oppressed during this time, nigga. Fuck you. <laughs> I would at least that'll change. <laughs> <laughs> that'll change for me. Okay. So I was like, should we be fans? I was like, eh. No, pre pre two thousand, I was like, eh. And then post two thousand, I was like, eh. She wasn't. No. She wasn't noticeable before, and she's not like, not like she's not like a she's not a nobody, but just okay, girl. I don't know. She was arrested for protesting Brett Kavanaugh's Supreme Court confirmation hearing. I, I don't know. That. I feel so weird when I see celebrities getting arrested for this stuff because you can afford it. Why you don't can. you just set up bonds for people who are actually poor and stuff who are out there getting arrested? I don't know. I, it get just that. Feels weird. I get that, but I feel like being out there, being seen, being willing to be arrested, things like that. I think so because it's also like there are going to be people that's going to affect her negatively. It may not affect her the way that it would a poor like a person of lower economic status, but like the affiliation, she might have had some backlash work wise. Like financially, she could still be getting hit. You know, socially, she could still be getting hit. So like Jane Fonda was a person who absolutely went out and was on the front lines in her youth, getting arrested and also giving money to organizations and setting up bonds with people and you know, so do the work. I, I don't know if I would be a fan of her because you decided to to protest Brett Kavanaugh because of the sexual assault and things. I It's a good thing to protest. That was a good... I can see that. Um, okay. I can see it, but like, were you doing things before? Because there's plenty of people that you could have protested before. And she endorsed Elizabeth Warren in the 2020 Democratic primaries, which I'm like... A lot of people did until they found out Elizabeth Warren had lied yeah. about being made from America. And I'm just like, is, is, is this the type of white you are? She was like, she was like, I am a white woman, and that white woman will definitely speak on my behalf. A lot of people felt some faith in Elizabeth Warren before that shit came out, you know. But a lot of white people claimed Native American blood before they had a, a way to verify that they weren't. Wow, so Indian. listen, okay, so all right, so yeah. Um, she all right. Then, she all right. Uh, Adam Garcia, 
who is Kevin O'Donnell. He's your he got cute doing the film. I you were right. He got cuter <laughs> as the film went on. Um, he is an Australian stage, television, and film oh actor. Oh my god, that I was said, real. My god, my dude was a goddamn worker before he came into the American scene with Coyote Ugly. He was already well known in Australia. The guy was on the charts. He was, he was a he was musical touring. man. He was a musical guy. He was a trained tap dancer and singer. Okay. Yes. Now what I found out about him that I thought was fucking wild. His daddy was a Colombian drug drug lord and a known prison breaker. What the fuck? Where did you even find that? Fabio, his daddy's name was Fabio Garcia, and they would arrest this man, put him in prison, and he would be like soup, soup, and dip on that ass and go back to moving that weight. Ah! I thought it was so, I was like, whoa! So, and then his mama, who, I mean, I don't even know, just, I guess, some white woman who thought that she, you know, she was with the shits. She was with that, that my man pushed that dope oh. and had her a little Australian baby. And because <laughs> he was born in Australia. That's the way you said it though. <laughs> I just thought it was very interesting that he, his dad was wildly known. He could have lived off the strength of his daddy's like notoriety. He could have been a drug runner. He could have done it. His mom had her own like, what I don't I don't remember. I was so enthralled with his daddy's history that I was like, who care about his mama? My but said, no, I want to act. I want to act and musicals. sing. And you know what that is? That's an attest to his mama not letting him just sit around and my, her being, you know, she could have just been like, baby, I'm a drug dealer's baby mama and I got to do shit but sit cute and get this money because y'all going to protect me because you know if you touch me from prison, he going to beat that ass. He going to get out and beat that ass. And he'll get back to prison and y'all won't even know. Like, he was a known prison breaker. My guy would just be like, this is not holding me. I'm here because I want to be. <laughs> like, he was so like, I she, needed the vacation. I'm tired. I need a uh, club fed. Like, he was like, nah, I'm good. So, but the fact that his mom was like, I'm about to put you into schools and have you doing things these extracurriculars i'm going to give you skills and talents beyond this so that you're not just this drug dealer's son and then he turned around and was able to sing and dance his ass to the charts and then made an appearance in an american film that did all right it did all right i honestly i was like oh my god this like as i was searching i was like oh my god this nigga i don't care he was a voice actor for kangaroo jack then i found out he was the original fiero from Wicked with Indina Menzel and Helen Delamore. I was like, oh my God, put some respect on this nigga's name. Put some respect on his name. And when I saw that, I literally had to change my notes because at first I was like, okay, because let me tell you, so his wife, Nathalia Chubin, Uh uh, previously worked as a senior marketing executive for PlayStation, right? And I was like, okay, so he crossed over and did Coyote Ugly. And then when I kind of looked through, I did a really quick scroll and nothing popped out to me as notable. So I was like, uh, this nigga may not have taken on his dad he's not riding his coat his daddy coattail but like he probably riding his wife coattail because if she was a senior executive for playstation she big money she may not work there anymore but that resume is stacked okay love (laughs) the fact that he did those voice acting things and that you you know some makes me be like all right cool then he wasn't just like I did my work. Your turn. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, he was the, like, because my, uh, I'm a theater gay, y'all. Just, but my, <laughs> my introduction to Wicked was Indina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth. So, he was that, that fucking good. Fierro. Like, I'm I like, love... oh my God, you're my Fierro. So, I'm like, I'm this nigga. Like, Get you better not fuck up. 
because that's... you're my Piero. Like, don't, ooh, I, I like him. Don't try to say he, nothing about that man. You can't say nothing about him, okay? We gonna give Adam Garcia his his dues. And like I said, he got cuter as the movie went on. He got cuter <laughs> as the movie went on. Because I was, okay, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> um, so then I have Maria Bello. Who do you have next? I had John Goodman, but we can skip to Maria Bello because she's right after him. Okay, so Maria Bello played Lil, um, American actress and writer. She, from 2017 to 2021, she played as special agent Jack Sloan on NCIS, which is a show that I love. Um, but the bitch works. Look, I have, I literally have uh, pre-2000, did a lot of TV, famous for TV, post-2000, bitch was working, grown-ups. Like, <laughs> nigga, get to it. She was in grown-ups. Um, she was cast as the, as Mrs. Smith for the TV ad- adaptation of the movie, oh, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but it was canceled after just eight weeks. But the fact that she was able to land something like that to me says, like, bitch, you was working. You and did that. She has nominations for Golden Globe, Golden Globe Awards, two of them, a Actor Screen Guild Award, a Satellite Award, a Blockbuster, a Blockbuster Entertainment Award. She, she working. Works. She working. And, and she gay. She is married to, or she is currently engaged to the only woman chef in the United States to attain a three Michelin star for her restaurant, Atelier Kren, in San Francisco, California. I said, bitch, you, you better get right. it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan simply because you work as hard as you are and have been working. And because she came out, it's because she had a, a female partner before this partner. Um, but this one she's engaged to, and she says she don't, she don't fuck with no no lightweight she got a heavy hitter somebody who's gonna work as hard as she do she got her nigga that'll feed her baby so i was a fan i said okay okay miss maria bello plus lil's character in the movie i just like so she was awesome yeah um then we get into the coyotes so i have isabella miko cammy next i had uh rachel next but we can do cammy oh i don't have rachel so go ahead because i don't have her at all uh rachel uh, she won a Critics' Choice Award, a New Zealand Film Award, a Hollywood Film Award. She is mad for her supporting roles in film. Like, okay. if you ever catch, like, she she got up because supporting roles. She did Heavenly Creatures, which was a New Zealand cinema. I think she's from New Zealand. So, she did like Ever After, Sweet Home Alabama, Say Uncles, The Perks of Being a Wallflower, which was her transitioning into like everything before that okay. was like, I'm just here to support here for you to get to fucking know me. And being a wildfire, which I think was like, what, 2012? 13, I think? That she was like, didn't see. And then I she know, did right. Don't Look Up. So, and I was like, I don't I guess. I don't, I, okay, I'm for it. Okay, so now, and Rachel's the best friend? Rachel's the, the mean one. Oh, okay, so I did have Rachel. Okay, so Bridget Moynihan, so she works. She was an iRobot with uh, Will Smith. Wait. Ah, then what? Who the fuck was? No, I'm sorry, that was the best friend. Oh, okay, because Bridget Moynihan is Rachel. Okay, okay, so let's get into the uh, the Coyotes. Then I have Isabella Miko first because it wasn't that much about her. She's a Polish actress, dancer, film producer, and environmental activist, which I thought it was cool that that was environmental activist was something that was mentioned as part of her descriptor, um, which means that she does enough of that type of work to, for it to be mentioned as her descriptor. 
Uh, so that was pretty cool. Ballerina turned actress. So yes. she was actually doing ballet and then she hurt herself and she ended up doing uh, acting and he actually had a lot of independent films, Park, Flakes, Dark Streets, Double Identity. And yeah, she's a she green was, politician. And she's she was cast. She's vegan. She was cast as um the Julia Styles in Save the Last Dance Part Two. Because Julia Styles probably oh. got talked about like a fucking she got she probably got <laughs> talked about like a maniac. I can't wait. I cannot wait to review Save the Last Dance. But she replaced her. Julia Stiles was like, I will not be coming back for that. Thank you, no. And she was like, Isabella came out and was like, well, I don't know these Americans and their criticisms. I'll come and do it. Now, was Julia answer because the way... I'm not sure. That was the first thing I had ever seen her in. And I remember when I tell you, I can't wait to review this movie, but real briefly, me, me and my best friend at the time, middle school, on a Friday, that movie comes out. Me and my best friend took my sister, who was seven years younger than me. Do you know how much hell that was to this movie <laughs> at eight o'clock p.m.? I was about to say two. No, no, twenty, twenty hundred hours. We go to the movies. We're in line at a theater in the year two thousand for a movie at eight p.m. to catch Save the Last Dance that has been advertised, and it's like club scenes, you know what I'm saying? They had advertised it. it was supposed to be lit. Baby, we made it into the theater, and my sister's like, I got a PS that you will have to walk yourself. She is seven years younger than me. I was not about to miss no parts of this movie. I was hyped to see this oh movie for it to be Julie What Styles. it was. <laughs> I can't wait to review that movie. Okay, so... Oh, okay, so then we have Bridget Moynihan, who I thought was Rachel, who's the bitch of the Coyotes. Um, yes. Who also works. Bitch works. Actress. I don't know why Why y'all, I, I don't know. We maybe should have turned other things. Well, no, because I didn't know that about her. And she's only like, yeah, she's one of the mains, but she's a coyote. She's not like the main story. It would be different if she was like the lead, I okay. think. But yeah she um was in iRobot with Will Smith she is um one of the I think the agent that works alongside of him Mm -hmm. and she also plays the wife of Keanu Reeves and John Wick so she's the reason that that nigga goes into depression and gets the dog that causes him to go on his rampage I ain't never seen John Wick but that's good to know (laughs) she the reason she the reason I said all right all right but she dated Tom Brady for two years what she got a baby with so she has a son with Tom Brady. Interesting choice. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, wow, Tom Brady, eh? Um, she, but this is the thing. She was like, mm, she was with him for two years or whatever. And then she was like, you know, this, I think I'm good. And as she was leaving, she found out she was pregnant. Damn, I would have been and pissed. It, but it did, she said, I'm not going, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> but you know what she said i'm not gonna do that but i'm not going back to you either so she just decided she was done she was gonna raise her baby and they were gonna co-parent and it it seems like they've done it well she ended up married to a businessman who is about his business so you know and it's not tom brady they probably are very much alike but it's not tom brady so (laughs) and i said should should we be fans i don't know the association with tom brady is he fuck that nigga yeah, I mean, she was in Blue Bloods. If you're a Blue Blood fan, you'll probably be a fan of Is that a cop her. show? 
I know. It's a vampire show, ain't it? No, Blue Bloods is a cop show. Oh, fuck that then. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But as soon as you did that, I'm like, yes. Yes, it is her. Show enough. Show enough. So, and I feel like she's maybe, she's like the daughter of um, Tom. I think Tom Selleck is in there. Ah. Maybe that's not his name, but that guy with that thick ass mustache, she's the daughter of him. And they're like all like the whole, the whole family is cops. Like the dad's the chief and her, her brother, the other brother, all of them became cops. That's why it's blue bloods. Fucking copaganda. Copaganda. So maybe not being fans. I don't know. <laughs> um, so then we have Tyra Banks. Tyra. Oh my Zoe. God. I was going to get to her. <laughs> Zoe, American television personality, model, businesswoman, producer, actress, and writer. She got two daytime Emmys for her Tyra Banks show. The okay. first woman on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. The first black woman on the cover of GQ. And okay. she got a VH1 award for Supermodel of the Year in 1997. Listen, honestly, I put works for everybody everybody else, but goddamn, Tyra. Bitch, <laughs> works. Goddamn. She, she, she Oh, my goodness. Tyra was working her ass off, which is how she got to the status that she is now. But, like, when it came down to, like, should we pay, be fans, I was like, the more that comes out with America Next Top Model, I feel skeptical about, like, her. But you can't knock the hustle. You can't knock the work ethic. It's definitely there. I, pre-2000, she, I was like, hell yeah, because she was a model. She was a Victoria's Secret angel. She with was Disney champ. Titties. Look, she did. <laughs> I think one of her first like television roles was with Disney Channel's Life Size. She was like, Have a, you ever a seen Life Size? She I was have. a Barbie that came to movie. She yeah, was we like the black Barbie. Ooh, we should. We should watch that too. And after post 2000, I was like, girl, maybe she is a literal terror. <laughs> she is a fucking heinous. <laughs> she is so wild. It's wild. She's so oh horrible. But, but, you can't knock the hustle. Maybe she's horrible because of the shit that she's gone through. If she just came no. out and did a tell-all without her being like, oh, I'm Tara, then maybe we would listen and know more about the story. But I was like, she did a photo shoot where she was cosplaying homeless people. My she God, mis- we're not going to get into it. Oh, my God. I was like, she oh my God. and emotionally tortured some- her contestants. You, I just saw something that said that she really sent Takara home because they were running out of plus-size clothes. They didn't have anything else to fit her that would make her her shoots look different than the ones before. And they were like, well, we don't know what to do. We spent the money that we were going to spend for the season. So she got to go. Now, America's Next Top Model is full of quotable content. I was rooted for you. We were all rooted for Like, it is wild and it is dramaful. And I love that. So I'm like, maybe. I'm torn. Ooh, but the, I'm more torn. That, the more that people talk about it. But you know, Tyra, yeah, we could be fans because you was, you know... Whoa. I like your drama. I like your drama, girl, but you gotta, ooh. I mean, does she, though? Does she gotta do anything? She's rich. She can sit the fuck back and take care of her baby. She got a child? Through surrogacy, yeah, she had a baby. Oh, mm-hmm. good for you, girl. Okay, she can really sit the back, sit the fuck back and stop making them um, bare face Instagram and TikTok videos that be freaking people out and having you look like, Tyra, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know she did that. Really? I don't it may know. not be TikTok. It might have just been Instagram, but I literally, I don't follow her. I don't think I ever did because I just, Tyra was cool. She's from Southern California. Like, it's, but that's all we have in common. She black and from Southern California. <laughs> so why would I, you know? I'm not a 5'11 
you know, statuesque model. It's nice to see her do her thing. But you remember when she went on her show and was like, I went to the beach and took pictures in my bathing suit and people called me fat and this is a belly. And she was like a size six. Girl, sh- shut she up. She was like a size four. I'm like, girl, bye. She was like, if you don't take that that cheese bloat and get the fuck out of my face, I'm done. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the last one is John Goodman. John Goodman. Who this nigga was a football player. I was like, excuse me. Don't he look like it? He does though. And I don't know. I don't know why it didn't cross my mind. But yeah. He looks like football it. Player. Yeah, college, I think um high school and college football player, American actor, known most for his role on Roseanne, but the man is a worker bee's voice actor. You've seen him everywhere. I love when he plays a country something. I love when he plays um a lawyer or like some type of law something he's fucking hilarious he is hilarious he is a big musical man because he actually uh found an apartment in hell's kitchen when he was younger and bartended and waited and he was like i'm done with this and did off broadway so he was like a big musical man he did the flintstones of course we know him for the flintstones that's going to be reviewed he was uh robot santa in futurama Yes, which I, again, we did this for a dry run, but I love Robot Santa because I do not like Christmas. The season in general, just like from fucking, no, at the day after, I don't even know, they used to start it after Thanksgiving, but now it's like they, fucking as, November as 1st Look, until like January 15th. Oh Damn. my God. Can we get so through Robot fucking Thanksgiving? Because there are other holidays that we have to pass. And like Robot Santa, oh my God, he's so evil. He's so angry. He just be shooting and lighting shit up. That nigga is fucking hilarious. His laughter, the menacing way that like they froze. His, oh my God, please watch the episode. I love. <laughs> now he's also, he did Sully in Monsters, Inc. Yes, he is. And Big Daddy LaBeouf in Princess and the Frog. And he's yes. open about his alcoholism. Yes, he got alcoholism. He got for years and he said that he um, thinks back on all the time that he lost and he's like, there's some roles that he did that he has no idea how he even got through it because he knows he was drinking heavily and he he couldn't go a day or like hours without drinking. So he know he would be on set just probably fucking with people. And so now he's been sober for a while. He said he still tries to attend an AA meeting every morning, which I thought was amazing. I thought that was nice. And now he lives in New Orleans. So yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. That nigga close. Hey, yeah. you want to hit us up, John Goodman? Let us know. Because we love you, dude. So, yes. Um. So now for the director. David McNally. David McNally. British film um, and television director. But he's known for his collaborations with Jerry Bruckheimer. And Jerry Bruckheimer should really have his own season. Because TV, you see his name on all kinds of crime stuff. Like, if you like crime or reality, like, you know, like, written crime stuff, you know Jerry Bruckheimer. Like, fucking everywhere but david mcnally started his his career directing music videos and commercials i saw that which i thought was pretty cool he did a budweiser commercial for super bowl 33 um that had a lobster and i meant to watch it and i forgot 
See, I and I had I was searching my hardest for because I was like the Super Bowl commercial in 1999, and it kept bringing up the WhatsApp commercial. That's the one that I remember the most. But the thing That's is, not that it his, though. His commercial was voted most popular by so, um, for 1999 by multiple fans and publications. So I I think that that's pretty awesome because he went from 1999 having the Super Bowl commercials to the year 2000 doing Coyote Ugly. So that then was he nice. did. King Rujak, then he did a movie called Justice, and then he did the 2015 uh, version of Beauty and the Beast. With uh, Hermione. I don't know. All I remember is <laughs> I feel like it's a black, I can see the cover in my mind, but I don't think that that's her, and I don't want to say yes or no for sure. Um, it's like a black and white cover in the eyes, like one of the, the dude's eyes are kind of yellowish, but like, I think it's a show. I was watching it for a uh, while. Not a movie, yeah. Okay, because I'm like, yeah. Okay, yeah, I see it. It's not her. It's, it's a not him. Show. Sorry. No, not Hermione, and not the one that you were thinking of. Not the. He's not the director. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So not him. Yeah. Um, but like, should we be fans of him? I feel like he's one of the white men that fly under the radar, and as long as they do that, then you can't. I don't knock you. Leave me alone. I leave you alone. You don't have not. You don't have much of a discography, so like. It, yeah, but when you but where you hit, you, you hit. hit. So, you know, and even go flips. Okay. And the can do it. So, um, the production company for this movie was Touchstone Pictures in collaboration with Walt Disney Studio Motion Pictures and Touchstone Home Entertainment. Disney. They had <laughs> Disney. They had $45 million to work with, and this movie pulled in $113.9 million in box office. Wow. So they did, they did, they did that double plus some. Did that, but again, year two thousand, the advertisements for movies were wild. Like I remember Coyote Ugly being advertised heavily. Let's let's get into the review, Keeks. What's the oh. what are the what are the competing movies? Uh, so competing movies at the time was Gladiator. Ooh. Right, I was like, damn, that's a ooh, that's uh, a heavy <laughs> ass hitter. God <laughs> damn, I can't wait. Okay, uh, Castaway, and I'm like, ooh, I don't okay. know. I don't know that one. So. Castaway with Tom Hanks and Wilson, the fucking volleyball. I don't know if we've established this, but Tom Cruise and Tom Hanks are the same person to me. I just no, call them not. the Tom. No, they're not. Tom Hanks is Tom Hanks is Toy Story. He's Woody. Oh, okay. But he's he's Chet Hanks' daddy, the white one that was over there acting like the Jamaican. Oh, so who is which one is Tom Cruise? Tom Cruise is um, Mission Impossible. He's the one who was jumping on Oprah. Never couch. seen it. The Scientologist. Ah, okay. The I used to call them the Toms and call it at that. And I'd be like, hmm. No, Tom Hanks is the one who played um Mr. Rogers in the the remake of the movie about his life. Yeah. Look at you, look at you okay. Tom Hanks <laughs> plays a stand-up guy in most of his shit. Oh my god, um, he's Forrest Gump, ain't he? He's Forrest Gump, he's oh. Philadelphia. You know Tom Hanks. Tom Cruise is that wild one. That's the Scientologist. That's the way I don't be knowing white people's faces. I know y'all names. I swear to God, I be knowing y'all names. I just do not be knowing y'all faces. Hilarious. So, yes. Okay, so, damn, Castaway. And uh, What Woman Want. Okay. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Fuck, 2000 was hitting. Look, and wow. X-Men. Oh, wow. Can't like they, to get into the DC. They Wait, had... It's, it's, it's comic book shit. Okay, it's a comic book. Okay, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into um, the review. 
All right. I got my little notes here. Got my notes. Are you ready? Should we start with uh, what your categories were? I My categories are all over the place. <laughs> I like to keep mine in a little section on the page so I can always reference it and come back and make little tally marks. Have, I have what? Funny. White people shit. Rape <laughs> culture. Bitch. White woman privilege. Funny white people shit. White woman <laughs> white woman shit and the thuggery the thuggery okay <laughs> the fact that you have subcultures i mean sub uh context sub subtitles for the white people like white people white people white people it's like indent a indent <laughs> one. Like, I don't know how to describe <laughs> this, but this I think this belongs here now. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, so I have a parent. So my topic, these are my categories. One of them literally says Amboy to New York City to NYC apparently equals death. <laughs> <laughs> I have um naivete, aka country bumpkin or what? Um be- which we'll get into. I have LOL. I have NYC is hell. I have a bitch. <laughs> and I started to put an NYC category, but I was like, I don't know. I've never been. I don't want to stereotype. So. I, I have. Um, little is awesome is a category. I have a waste of liquor and libations as a category. And I have love story is cute, I guess. Oh, uh, that's I adorable. Guess. I guess. <laughs> okay. Let's get into this damn movie. Coyote Ugly, the years of 2000. It's the fact that they was tripping that this bitch was moving 42 miles away. (laughs) So that's what started this off with Amboy to NYC is equaling to death. Apparently, you're never going to see her again. 42 miles is way too long for you to travel. so far. Oh, my God. And then when she said she would be back every Sunday, I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Just see her on Sunday. Like, what? And see, and I'm thinking, I'm like, 42 miles. Honestly, we can travel 42 miles in one direction here. We would still what? There are times there are assignments that I go to that I am traveling 60 miles one way. Look, bitch, 42 miles. 42 miles. You driving an hour and 10 minutes, girl. You better hit that. Put on some good music. I was like, yo, they acted like this girl was moving across the country. Look. I said, is New York and New Jersey not touching? Is that they, they are definitely. Said, before they said 42 miles, I was like, are they not right here? And see, I, I was not... in there. I was so sympathizing with them. I was like, oh, she's moving away. Oh, oh. Then they said 42 miles. I was like, okay, bitch. Bitch, that was one of the first <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I said, apparently this is death. This is death. <laughs> And then um, when they were doing the karaoke that night for her little, you know, like her farewell or whatever, I said, they blocked the one biracial girl in South Amboy, New Jersey. Everybody else is in a line and her little curly haired ass is in the back trying to stick her head through so she can make sure she can tell her mama, that was me, ma, you see me? I was Look, in there, I'm an extra, I'm right there. I, I put, they, uh, they whitewashed this karaoke song. I was like... But, she, but okay, I Will Survive by Julia, uh, Gloria... Gainer is one of those like it's a quintessential disco song so white people everybody loves it but and because they watched it a second time when they was actually playing it as a soundtrack and they could have played her but they played some little white nigga and I was like nigga you don't even do it right that song you know I feel like that song is one of those like 
people love it. I Will Survive is going to be saying and renditions of it are going to pop up and pop off all the time, you know? So it's kind of one of those, but I was with you on that. When you said that, I started cracking up because I said it is, they're very offbeat. I don't know how. If you are karaoke, <laughs> you can't just follow the rhythm of the song you chose. They was just all over the place with that karaoke. Bless they really heart. were. They really were. Um, Piper Parabo. So her best friend had that real strong ass Jersey accent, and she grew very up with strong. Her and had none at all, and I was like, they didn't even try to give her an <laughs> accent coach, a speech coach. They didn't even try. They was like, they won't fly in New York. We can't do that. But, like, the fact that, like, if you grew up, this is your best friend, why would you not have a similar accent? And the fact that they didn't give her, they, they said, they probably tried to give her the accent. They said, you suck at this. Don't ever try to do an <laughs> accent again. Like, just fuck it. You're just the one who lives there who didn't have that. Maybe her household was super, it was rambunctious, and she didn't have someone to say, stop talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That shit was, I was like, she has no accent at all. At all. Yeah, um, but when she pulled up at the house and her uh, her little Mustang sipped in that Pepto, I said, her people got to be black. She's just sipping that shit like it's Look. fucking tea. I don't know what's going on. Don't word to the do not just drink Pepto Bismol like that. If your stomach messed up, you might want to look into some ginger, some other stuff. Because Pepto Bismol, something about the ingredients in it, if you take too much, you're you have stool, a lump in your stomach. <laughs> it'll make a lump in your stomach, and your stool comes out dark as fuck you've never seen you've never seen it like that and you never want to but i, saw, I just ain't, ain't <gasps> never seen that color pink in nature why is you putting that in your body why <laughs> what did what did you do to make it this color but she sure was sipping that she was stressed out that her best friend moving had her stressed okay and when that they were 42 miles. <laughs> that 42 miles and she was about to drive her all the way to new york city with them tolls and shit that they probably got to pay that's what it was it wasn't the distance it's the toll bridges you can't avoid them? Nah, I think probably not. I mean, because I've driven to Florida and, you know, we avoid every fucking toll. You got me and fucked up. And how much up. time did that add to your trip? Oh, well. Listen, okay. <laughs> it was a, look. They got to... Ch- okay, so she moved into New York, C- New York City and moved into Chinatown. I don't know where Chinatown is, but it was bustling and I just was like, why did they throw them fish heads on the floor? I felt like that was like, I don't know if that was an accurate depiction, but like, I doubt that people who live there and work there and are shopping there would want to walk past stinky ass fish heads on the street. So I felt like, is this racist? Was that a, was that a race? Like, what? But again, I also put, where's Chinatown in NYC? I need to go there and see if there's fish heads on the floor. Because I we, immediately just had questions. We might need to take a trip, you know, after Wait. COVID. Hey, I mean, fuck that. I'm going to go because I'm just going to be masked up. They are, they're lifting mandates and, and restrictions. So at this point, we just got to be very, very cautious in how we move. Nah, but... I mean, I'm just about to go up. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga said, Because they did yeah. the same shit last year. Like, you think we forgot? I ain't forget shit. You did this shit last year. They look what happened. And then they said, oops, put the mask back on. (laughs) Look, not I. You're right. Um, Okay, so they they moved into, they got her to Chinatown. She had that big-ass apartment. I thought that was a big-ass apartment. I was like... For her to be by herself? Yeah, to be by herself, that was a pretty big apartment. But damn, it needed some work. It did. It was it was run down, but it was prob it was in an area like as soon okay. 
I don't know about the buildings in New York and things like that, but what I, what I know from this movie and that building is that the first time she put her keyboard up and played a soft ballad, her neighbor said... The way the neighbor was banging, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> so them walls must be thin. They not doing repairs on that building, apparently. My girl played one note, and she said, shut the fuck up. Shut that shit down now. I don't know where she the said, fuck you came in from, but you don't do that shit here. <laughs> She tried to tune herself. She said, this is the note. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh, no, it ain't. Not over here. You're going to start me, my house, my baby, or my cooking. I'm watching my shows. My program is on. <laughs> this shit was too funny. I mean, it was immediate. She got one or two fingers on that keyboard and pushed it down. So that to me, and then like the icebox, like her refrigerator was so old. I was like, yeah, they're not doing regular maintenance on this building at all. And when so, her friend was like, I'm freezing your assets, I was like, oh my God. That's love. That was a nice, that was a nice little wad of money that she put in there. That little joke, oh, I'm free. I said, okay. But that little wad of money that she put in there for her friend, I was like, wow. And she should have fucking took that shit. So she should she should have given it back to her so she could cover the tolls on the way back, then 42 miles back to South Amboy, New Jersey. How many fucking tolls is it? <laughs> My whole thing was, okay, so. I know that we are fast forwarding a little bit because we are going from, okay, she gets the money and she's like, I'm about to go out and start trying to get my mixtape out there. Right. Uh, that was the first time I wrote, Oh, New York is hell. <laughs> my, when the tired black woman who read her for field, I literally I said relatable. It. I love it. Relatable. Let me tell but now and then I got knocked up by some actor who decided he wanted to join the Peace Corps. But that, I said, Woo. That was so, I was like, yes, I am tired too. I am a tired black person I am too. tired, so let me tell you how you walking up white woman for wherever the fuck, but that also was like, is she a country bumpkin or what? Because she was just walking up to people like, hi, I'd like you to play my mixtape. Like, you don't know that New York is a place that you have to make it. You have to hustle. Look, just approaching people on the street, white people shit. Absolutely. It was very, <laughs> very weird so then she comes up to this one somebody finally tells her girl if you don't go to an open mic night why she didn't do this research on her own because even in the year 2000 apparently you had laptops and computers bitches so why you couldn't research this I don't know but when that guy said oh this bitch took my phone plug apart he said if you don't get your ass to a goddamn open mic night and get the fuck out of my face and took his phone cords back and said oh that I'm was definitely phones. white woman privilege because bitch you would have been grabbed across this table you don't interrupt my money for shit. I was, security <laughs> security oh you got me fucked up don't you touch this this business property <laughs> now but before that she had met kevin and i literally put his name is kevin See, she, that was that was after she had done all of that she had gotten oh was it wait 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 i got before that because he that was the rape culture shit and he was like oh you threw yourself at me following a woman oh, at wait, night wait 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 because her country bumpkin ass waited until the end of the night waited until two three o'clock in the morning for this man and yes kind of rapey but also he's like girl you obviously are not from here let me make sure you get home safe and her ass walked in a circle and he's like and he has called her out bitch you know where you're going no. I was like, he acts like a Kevin, and I don't. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But he acts like a Kevin. He 
Just like a Kevin is fucking hilarious, dog. But oh I literally wrote down he stalked her and she liked it. Question mark. Question mark. Look, I can't like, take I- a hint. Proceeds to continue. I can take a hint. Proceeds to continue following me, like bitch. She's like, I've never had someone stare at my ass for a half an hour. You worked at a fucking pub that sold pizza and beer and was doing football games. I'm guaranteeing somebody stole at your ass, you know, or is South Amboy just, everybody knows each other's name and we know that that's uh, Bill's daughter, so we don't stare at her ass. Look. You- I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. And then when she got home, figured out she was robbed, her, now, uh, what? The, this was after the, you look like someone no, 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 because she was at the this before she that she had met the coyote. Well, she had heard the coyotes in the bar. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. She got home and got robbed, and that's why she was sad and didn't have no money. And she came to the bar with two dollars and was like, "How much is a slice of pie?" Ah, okay. Uh huh. So she yeah, got robbed. And was crying. She had stayed up all night talking to Kevin O'Donnell, trying to meet him after the bar. Should have been at home. I don't know, because then she would have been home when somebody tried to rob her. I don't know. But apparently, again, this building is not very safe or secure. But she gets home, figured out she's been robbed, and she's just sad. And she's like, bitch, I'm about to go someplace else. So she goes to the to the uh, diner with her the, little $2. He said, you look like someone ran over your dog. That shit was hilarious, because white people really be broken up. <laughs> <laughs> how you, how you sad? I understand that you're sad that your house got broken into, but that little money in the icebox wasn't even your money that you saved. Did you not come to New York with money saved? That's my thing, too. Like, you just on a whim. whim That's what that naivete was. I was like, what the fuck is this? So him sitting there giving her sympathy. Number one, New York ain't doing that. Let me tell you how the fuck. (laughs) Baby, I went to New York. I went to New York before I watched. um, What is that fucking show? Oh my God! There's a show about about New York that's on. I think it was on Showtime. But the two the two characters is two white girls or whatever. But I went to New York, got an Airbnb. It's real cute. I go to go pick up my my key for the Airbnb from a bodega. So I'm like, oh, it's me. He's like, can I see your ID? Whatever, whatever. He gives me the key. A couple hours later, I'm coming back from like being out in the city all day and didn't realize how long the walk was. Like Brooklyn's the biggest borough. So I had been in one part of Brooklyn, had to ride the train. I had been drinking that nasty ass Brooklyn. Uh, they got this Brooklyn beer that tastes like earwax. Sorry, y'all, but it's real gross. But it gets you like one beer will have you all right. No so I got off the train. I got off the train like, and I was like, oh, I got a piece. So I go to the bodega that I had just gone to hours before, showed my ID and got a key from and said, hey, do you have a bathroom? And he looked at me and said, yes. And I said, can I use it? And he said, girl, no. And I was like, what the fuck? You just, <laughs> you just saw me. You told me you remember me and everything. Do some research because New York is not doing that. He's not giving you a slice of pie. And if you and- did, that shit was already on a plate. That's somebody else's pie that they took a bite of and left. And he was like, I was going to throw it away, but you can have it, bro, bitch. Waste food in my restaurant. I gotta pay for I'm that not shit. wasting food and I'm not gonna give it to you for free. Because New York is just not like I was like, bruh, this whole country bumpkin naivete. Oh, I need I need a boost. I need a help. I can't I can't bootstrap myself. Can I climb off your back? It was so much. It was much. When they first showed Tyra, I was like, that forehead. <laughs> As a big, big bowhead crew, I guess me and her got three things in common. Big bowhead crew. Listen, I thought it was very interesting. I one of the another time, the other time that I said bitch was um, when she was like watching them and stuff, and she's all interested in them, and she's like, "Are they hookers?" I told that too. I was, was like, "Would you bitch. gonna be a hooker if he said, yeah, they are? Why you want to join the squad? No, you was gonna judge. So why did you even get out their business?" 
your fucking country bumpkin ass. We made $300 a night tonight. As a bartender, I think, I don't know if that's good, but it sounds good to me. And I told you, we were laughing about this one during the film. I was like, they used Tyra like they used Chris Brown and something. Y'all, <laughs> they was like, yeah, she gonna be here. Tyra was all all through the goddamn trailer too they had her and you saw like the poster for the movie is Tyra is in the middle dancing on the bar it's not even Violet's character that's the emphasis of they They was like everybody knows Tyra of course Tyra's gonna be here nah you say and then in the first the first five minutes of you seeing Tyra they're all no don't expect her to be here she going to law school like she's not here so she gets the little um the matchbook that says where the coyotes work she gets over there during the middle of the day lil is in there moving a beer trying to open a locked door i was like that's some white folks shit because bitch you would have got shot why are you, you trying on this door? You pull it, <laughs> you, you try once and you say, oh, maybe I tried it the wrong way because, you know, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy, maybe it's me. That shit had chains on it. Baby, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what? You look and like you're like, breaking and I was like, some of this is not realistic because I feel like you would have been shot by now. Well, the thing is with New York, well, you know what? The only people in New York that can can legally own a gun is business owners and you can't be like um an online business. You have to have a brick and mortar to be able to own a gun. So, the only person that could have really shot her outside of NYPD, because we know how that go, is a business owner. And you tugging on my locked ass door is reason for me to shoot your ass. I'm about to say, Leo should have just pow pow. Pow pow. But instead, <laughs> she was like, who the fuck is that? Lil was a gangster. She didn't even love her, her. Out that shit. She said, who the fuck is on my shit? She said, bring the case and come bring the case up. with your bitch ass. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling on that obviously locked door. Get your ass down here. That was very funny. Um, and then she she's like, I'll give you an audition. She comes by or whatever. These bitches is Irish River dancing on the bar and shit. Yes. She's the like, whole ah. thing where she was like, are you really the owner? And how she still gets the job. Like, bitch, you gonna disrespect me and you still got a job? I think it was the fact that she came at her and was like, listen, I'm not a pushover. Like, I think Lil was like, you know, because you can't be no punk bitch in my bar as she later came to see that that energy was going to be needed. But she was like, listen, I done had Kevin McDonald, Kevin (laughs) O'Donnell, McDonald has played me around. I thought he was the goddamn manager. People have fucked me around. Are you really who I need to be talking to? And Lil said, you know what? I like that little bit of spunk. I'm going to give you a shot because of that little bit of spunk. Bring your ass here and be ready. And as soon as she walked through the door, that bitch started cutting her shirt. Now, the way Lou just let her in, because she said, I'm supposed to start work. That nigga said, go ahead. I was he like, said, okay. is it that easy to get into places? Should Lou, I just... Lou was not the best bouncer. <laughs> he really I was, was like, not. Should I, just, should I just be like, I'm supposed to start work? It just I could just go into places. I'm, I'm, about a, I'm to start, start doing that like, shit. I'm about to start being like I'm Uber Eats, just picking up people's <laughs> foods. Like what? <laughs> Let me wrap it up. I don't know. Maybe I'll get a tip when I get to the door. Oh if we just picking up jobs, I would like some extra money. <laughs> just do what I want to oh. do. Walk into the strip club. Like I'm sorry, I'm the new girl. <laughs> oh my god! Look, look, I'd be like I'm the new sweeper. Okay, I hope y'all okay. My bad. I typically, I do my dance barefoot because I can't walk in heels. <laughs> like, what 
we just picking jobs and walking in? Hey, I'm the new governor. I was nice like, to meet you. They was doing it differently back in 2000. Back in 2000, just walk in <laughs> and take a position. Hi there, hi there. New Secretary of State, scoot over. No onboarding, no nothing. <laughs> no, I just walked in. Okay, no W-9, no W-2, no 1099, bitch. Just come on in. Just come whatever, on in. Whatever money you make is yours. That shit was hilarious. So, that, so then she... Does, she's like, I can't do that, man. So she said, well, get the fuck out then, girl. And then she goes and breaks up that fight. And Lil's like... You get a second audition. Okay. I thought it was interesting that they were like, she's a nun and a former Look, teacher. Look, I'm a former nun. It's kindergarten was, teacher. I, that was, again, when I said Amboy NYC is, to, is, is death or country bumpkin. Because why is she so like, I don't know what to do. I'm so shy and timid. I was like, girl, if you don't come the fuck on, you walked in and immediately was about to walk out. She said, I don't think so. I like Jersey how she McJudgerson. I like how Lil heard her name and was like, Jersey. Your name Jersey now. She said, Violet. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> Your mama named you Violet? <laughs> I, I honestly put that as the first one after the 42 miles. I was like, Violet. Okay. That's a white <laughs> name to have. It's a name okay. to have. Like, okay, flower, or whatever. Also, because they was doing that. So, uh, he hooks her up with Cammy for her to go get clothes, right? Yeah. She called, you said shorts with the zipper cross, y'all. That's immediately was like, them is cute. Those are so cute. Yeah, I was cute. like, let me see them eyes and them shorts. Look, I want a pair. I want a pair. I want, like, all of them and everything. They probably 2000 fashions are coming back. You might be able to find them for real. Look, let me know, just, y'all. Let me just know. Honest, I'm a big, know? I'm a thick bitch now. So, okay. No, we're not no small, small ones over here. So, we would need some ones that fit thighs comfortably and let the, yes. and let the vagina breathe. Cause leather, leather shorts just seem like a lot of hot, sweaty times in your pants. And I'm not. I mean, mm-hmm. you only wear them for special occasions, so. This is true. But then the other thing was like, she, again, I put a tally for a bitch because she was like, who? Like, I actually have I have to Look, and I was like, bitch, why she wouldn't She was really judgy. She was so judgy for your country ass. You backwards anyway. And that saying that pissed. from a, I'm from a country ass town. So like, please, please. I just was like, girl, you real ha- why did you come to New York if you wasn't prepared to have your mind opened and to be experiencing new things or like whatever. If you was prepared to just be stuck in your in your South Amboy mindset, you should have stayed the South Amboy and been a town favorite. You could have been popular and like had all the town notoriety and just been someone who was famous for your South Amboy city. You didn't have to come to New York. I mean, Jersey she didn't have the accent though, so they was probably like, hey, That's probably why she don't like, belong. She ain't, from, she ain't squad. She ain't from here. <laughs> she ain't really down with the crew. She ain't squad. And what was funny was that Cammy was so sexual. Like they, she got that uh, tattoo, and they were like, "You let him brand you." Like Cammy was so sexual, which I know that this is not at all the fucking point, but because of the <laughs> the reminder for me right now on the last episode. We were talking about having sex with yourself, and I just want to say, I want to, <laughs> retract, <laughs> retraction. The noises that I was making were me physically trying to get to my own vagina, not me in motion <laughs> to vagina. I'm not as flexible as I once was. Okay, I'm not a pillow princess. <laughs> 
I'm actually a bedroom bully, okay? I, Just I like to that. I like that phrase, a bedroom bully. I think I, I'm going to adopt that. Listen. Because no, I am very I, much mean. <laughs> it's okay. It's not like you could really know about me, but you better ask somebody about me, goddammit. I just wanted to clarify before we put this out and people are like, so that bitch Mo over there talking about <laughs> she wants a strap wielding dyke and she don't do nothing bad. Sound like Mimi in that video. Did you see that? I don't think I have. See, we don't do we don't do pop culture on here, but we'll talk about that later. Mimi Faust and Ty Young, I guess, have separated. And for a while, like there was a little video that came out because um Erica Minna did a live and she was like, so wait, Mimi, you were saying that you don't like eating pussy and Mimi was like, no, it's like a, it's a texture thing. It's a taste thing. Like she was like, like, get dental damn bitch. Like what? She, you can literally see her physically like, like turning her stuff. You could see it. Right. And Erica Minna was like, not me. Cause when I'm eating pussy, she was like, <laughs> <And> like <laughs> so that made me laugh. So I just wanted to clarify that. Like I said, not a princess, not a, not a pillow princess, a bedroom bully. It's not, pertinent i just felt like it needed to be said it was pertinent for me anyways back to the show <laughs> well, well. Yes, so the reason that that came up is because um the silhouette scene after the the wardrobe change with cammy and all of that the silhouette scene of her getting dressed i thought was a very sexy shot like she was just pulling the shirt over her head but it was her shadow against that wall and then what pissed me off is what she was wearing when they got to her actually that bitch had on a red shirt and some jeans like girl <laughs> all of the clothes that cammy picked out and tried on and gave you and that's what you ended up with because she's a country bumpkin and i'm just like you're right you're right. And then she turned around and said, forgive me, father, because she had been the former nun or whatever. I was like, this is, that was not necessary. <laughs> like, it was not at all. I was like, I don't know why y'all did that, but okay. 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 So then she has her second night at um, Coyote Ugly. She's gone to Kevin O'Donnell and has given him the kiss or whatever, I think, maybe... No, no, no. She told him she wanted her tape back or something. Anyway, she was like, you know, you know. He finds her. He went and up on her. And I was like, okay, that was one of the first little oh, cute love story. Found her. Um, honestly, I really feel like that. Her being like, if you want to find me, I probably. Um. <laughs> I had more confidence how I went about dating men. Like people would meet me on the street when I was like on my regular route, especially when I was on public transportation. And they'd be like, yeah, I want to get to know you. And I'd be like, okay, well, my name is Mo. And if you see me again and you remember my name, maybe we can exchange phone numbers, but I'm not just going to give you my phone number because you saw me today. And literally it would weed out how many people I actually had to engage with. Because the next time you saw me, you walk up and be like, hey, and I'd be like, hey, do you remember my name? They'd be like, ooh, no. And we could be friends yeah. on, on public transportation, but you'll never be able to have access to me outside of that. So that, like, if you want me, you'll find me. If you want me, you'll do the work. Was Coyote Ugly might have been the first time that I was old enough to appreciate that dynamic and energy. Um, but it didn't last long because she really went pussy made immediate, immediately afterwards. Not going to lie. Look. She really did. But initially, Kevin O'Donnell came into the, into the club she was about to get fired, and that man immediately came out his pocket. He said, bitch, I got 
Because she had uh, sprayed the fire marshal. And I honestly, I was like, nah, bitch, how you going to help me with $9? Because, but you know what? <laughs> he said, I don't have much, but I'll give you what I got. And that's cool because he was hustling in New York City. You know, New York City had him out there working multiple jobs and he gave her cash. Nine dollars. That was his that he worked. And that might have been his one hour rate job. So he did that. <laughs> he did that. And then she uh, auctioned him off. I was like, that's smart as fuck. She, but you know what? She stopped at immediately two fifty, and she didn't. And get I no was money like, y'all, y'all don't know how to hustle. One, because you could have just had money in your pocket. Like, well, I was what? like, is this a naivete thing? What is this again? Possibly. Oh, I was like, I feel like we. Up, oh, I feel like we going so fast. Never kiss you. No, we really. The movie was only an hour and thirty five minutes. It wasn't that long. And most of the movie was them getting to her being a coyote, and it kind of. Oh no, I I numbered this wrong. That's why. Okay, you know. Yeah, so yeah, they she come sold outside. his ass cheap. Yeah, sold him cheap. He came outside. They came outside. Oh no, no, she sold him. He gets the lady kissing all over him. Your ass was like, that's some white people shit. <laughs> said, because what? I said maybe it was like some early two thousand stuff. I don't know if people were kissing the unconsensual kissing. I was like, oh. Well, she ugh. bought him, and he consented to being bought. So I didn't consent to being kissed. Damn, we didn't even discuss what you bought me for. Like, did you want to go on a she date? She was drunk. Did you wanna- uh, not an excuse. Not an excuse. Fries. Not an excuse. Fries, fries nigga. nigga, fries. <laughs> um, you right, you right. But she literally came out at the end of the night. Number one, she walked out at three o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was that she ended her night with all of her money in her hand, folding it and then putting it in her pocket. Bitch, you, you just got, got robbed. robbed. You, you was- just got robbed. <laughs> Your money away. How have you not thought about this? I was so I was so annoyed. And I want to say that's the country part of her, but I was just like, no, you're just not thinking. You're just, just not, not. You just you're just. I don't know. Maybe it's her sheltered life. Maybe it I don't was know. a director's choice, but that was stupid <laughs> as fuck. God damn! Put your fucking money away. And then the fact that she walked out and just happened to see somebody she knew because a nigga might be waiting for you to get off the of work, but it just so happened to be Kevin O'Donnell. Like Kevin Staples said, it's four niggas in a free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Next thing you know, it's four niggas in a free. Vince Staples. Shit. I said Kevin Staples. Vince Staples. Staples, man. <laughs> Why would niggas know where I live? Why? Oh, my God. That she man made points. Just... Oh, my God. She just came outside all her money. A nigga on a bike could have just came by swiping. Yoink. <laughs> been pedaling away before she even realized what the fuck happened. You're not going to catch a determined nigga on a bike. No, it was, oh God, it was so funny. What the fuck? So that shit pissed me off. But that fake boot on his car. Look, I was like, that's smart as fuck. Let me get one. He said, parking is hard in New York City and I work a lot of jobs. I'm already driving this big ass boat. I'm about to park where the fuck I can. And this already got a boot on it, so try to boot it. He said, what you gonna do? Put a double boot? Bitch, it's booted. And when he took it off, I said, bitch, let me buy eBay. I know y'all got one. I know y'all got one. <laughs> I know y'all got one. So that was funny. Um, then she turned around and went with him to his job. But no, they got breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then she went to go work with him at the dock. Yeah, the fish throwing, which I thought was cool. I thought that was. He said she was like, "Okay, I owe you." He said, "Yes, you do, and we're gonna start repaying it now." Yeah, come on. He said, "Let's make this my my next job a little bit shorter because I would have gone home and gone to sleep, but I got auctioned off to a drunk bitch who wanted to tell me about her love for opera music and long haired dogs." Yes. So, <laughs> you know, um, and-, and then. 
Yeah, so then she knew got, nothing about him. I don't know. I think I, I skipped something. I got that he got the Spider-Man magazine. Yes, and you was like, nigga, is this drugs? I, I did. I was like, are we doing drugs? Can I... Can I partake? <laughs> Can I have some? He did look like it did. That was a big ass. Number one, the thing was folded up weird. So when it turned out to be the magazine, it was like, how was that bag folded like that for this magazine to come out as pristine as it was? And the way he slid it to him, like if this is just magazines, just give him the money, give him the bag. So they made it look slick like that. And again, director's choice, because why was the bag folded and all nasty like that? This is a man who's working with his hands. He's he's a fry cook. He got oil. He's not going to be handling this magazine like that. But and it was already in plastic. So like. It, you could have absolutely just kept it in it. And don't magazines come in one of those like paper bags that's kind of lined like that. Like I get it's an older magazine, but it did not need to look like it was a fucking brick. Because that's, that's exactly your, what it looked like. That's I was what like, it looked like. I was like, you got you a dealer, baby. You better okay. Look at he was trying to. He said Adam Garcia said I'm gonna touch on my daddy's real life. Look like I'm young and woo that dope. Like, <laughs> but it wasn't. It was, it was. It was a magazine. It, it was, was a magazine, book. and that was kind of cute, though. That was kind of cute. Original, I was like, okay. It was the first edition and the first appearance of the Punisher. I was like, that's okay. That's kind of cute. Right. You're a little nerd. But I literally wrote, she knew, knows nothing about him. By the end of the night, like, they were having these conversations. She was asking him stuff about him. The only thing that she knew about him was that he was from Australia, and he was kind of geeky because he liked um, these comic books. He worked multiple jobs, and he liked to boot his him. She barely she, knew. She knew his name, his full name. Okay. But you know how many Kevin, Kevin, you know how many Kevin O'Donnells there could possibly be in New York? For real. And especially if he, depending on how he's there in New York, is he even going to be listed? <laughs> so he might have just came over on a work visa and been like, yeah, I'm here. Like, that you know? was dangerous. So, so very dangerous. Um, and then we get to the next night at Coyote Ugly, and the crowd is turning up. Um, Cammy and Rachel. Okay, so that's is that when she lights up the the health inspector or the fire marshal or whatever because Lil is outside, and then Cammy is somehow that was before. So this one was when they was fighting for some reason, and oh, she had to sing to stop the bar. And I that's was like, what it was? They were they work. were over capacity, and the police came. So Lil gets down from the bar to go deal with the police outside. She's like, "I got you guys. Let's come outside." Somewhere in there, Cammy gets pulled down into the crowd, and Rachel was trying to control things. People were reaching over the bar, and she was like, "This ain't no gas pump, son. You wait your turn." But then she got overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And she's getting like pushed and pulled. She's over in the corner, and they say, Turn to Violet, who's <sighs> breathing and stressing out on the bar. And she stands up with her bucket of ice and the goddamn bouncers in the middle of the crowd being beat up. And I literally wrote, Nigga, one bouncer? Look at his ass whoop. It's one bouncer, but it's all this chaos that be happening in this club on a regular basis. Oh my God. One bouncer, just Lou. I mean, that's all I can afford. That's all she can afford. She only been off for three no days years. Off. She didn't get no days off. She literally did not get days off, but she's the owner. That's different. That's you supposed to go down with the shit. Me? I'm crew. I'm jumping. Like, what? I just was like, bro, one bouncer, but Cammy's in there being assaulted, and here comes her with this bucket of ice that did nothing. It literally landed on people and melted nothing because happened. they were... They were actively hot and just doing stuff. Just hit hit their their skin and just 
just disintegrated, okay? So then she gets up on the stage, I mean, up on the on the bar. With and the starts mic. to sing. Oh, to stop this bar fight, I have to sing. I was like, what? And it when worked. You, I was like, what? Your reaction to it working had me crying. You were not ready for that shit to work. That shit was so funny and then I she's was like, up there what the fuck is this movie listen she's up there singing and tapping people get down get down okay whatever and she has a good night at the end of the night she feeling herself everybody's like girl did you see that everybody said Rachel Rachel said that funky bitch ain't do shit she said let's not start <laughs> polishing a Grammy and that was hilarious as fuck because she was like damn okay Rachel you said one song she- Keep your ass humble, bitch. It was one song with a karaoke. We could barely hear you. Over we can barely vocals. hear you. You. It wasn't one of those karaoke's that has silence and the words just bouncing. She was actively singing, ho. <laughs> Rachel did like, not care for her at all. And they were like, Rachel, calm your fucking socks because she she saved your ass too. You was actively in trouble that, as so. well. She was overwhelmed. So, and then she gets home. No, no, no. That's when she goes to Mr. O'Donnell and has her. I had a good night, so I wanted to get my kiss. It's like, oh, power dynamic. She rolled up on him, kissed him, had him feel exposed, had him covering his little jean shirt. <laughs> I, I was like, <sighs> that little shirt thing he did after the kiss. I was like, that was adorable. That was cute. It was. I told you, you got cuter as the movie. That's when you was like, oh. I said, yeah, bruh. He cute, ain't he? Thank you. I mean, he that's cute. my Fiero, so, oh, of course. You know, you know. <laughs> and then she gets home, and she decides she wants to do some music. She already knows she can't do it in the house, because her neighbor going, bitch, look. <laughs> Shut that shit up. So she uh, went on to her rooftop, which is another thing. I always wanted to have an apartment with rooftop access, because of that movie. Like, it really made it seem like all New York apartments would have rooftop access and you could do cool things like put your fucking keyboard up there and sing to the moonlight her ass was trying to sing her song and somebody was playing some music was some hip hop so you know she had to she had to colonize that real quick she had to she had to look over and say what is this nigger music I'm trying to create and when she looked over she said actually and she saw him over there gigging she said well that footwork it's something I can't do, but I, you know, I can, I can add some vocals to this bitch. Oh, Let's go. Loving you. She wrote her little song or whatever. She wrote her little song. And I Kevin, said, you know, Kevin cute ass was like, oh, I'm going to help you learn how to sing in front of a crowd with this fucking, with fucking cutout. With all these white people cutouts. Did they have any black people in the cutouts at all? They had fucking Ronald Reagan and I was like, who has Ronald Reagan? They had, they had Leonardo DiCaprio from Romeo and Juliet. They, they had, had Marilyn Monroe, which, she, okay. No, yes. no, 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 no. Yes, Marilyn Monroe, but her trying to be sexy next to Marilyn Monroe, I said she should have stood next to somebody else. Yeah, the undressing with the cutout, I was like, that's okay not this my is... version of sexy it's just more awkward and... i kind of felt like it was almost like like too many dolls in the room it's a lot of eyeballs looking at you like you sure you want to do this but <laughs> then, cutouts. then cutouts was a little much and she was I, you know and then the post sex shot of like kevin with the far down his body i was like that was unnecessary that was not necessary at all i mean i, I could i could get it i guess I mean, yeah, I, yeah. That was it. I get it but like the director i felt like this is probably why he didn't do too many more live action he went to like let's do some animated stuff and like because that was unnecessary i did not need to see that much of his like 
groin, hip, pelvic area. Because, I mean, it didn't, you know. And then, I don't know. I had sex. We knew it. For the them. writing let me know that they were going to have sex. And the post could have just been him, like, waking up, looking around, touching for her. Her not being in the room and then seeing her, I mean, not being in the bed and seeing her across the room doing her thing. I did not need to see that much of his hairless Look, body. You could have pulled it up just a little bit. Baby, he was that was so hairless. Like, he was baby. a baby seal, like just very not a baby unc- seal. What, I was like, whoa, what is this? Oh he had God. no hair at all, and it was weird. It was weird. I don't know. He if looks, you're an adult, I feel like, like you kin- have hair. You should have hair, and then also, well, I mean, as a waxer, I don't know, but like it's just he looked like a Ken doll because the way that the the blanket was over him, there was no bulge, there was no nothing. So it was like, what is the point of this other than for him to look like little peepee, little Barbie? What it like? He looked like a Ken doll, hairless, very manicured. Maybe they waxed his whole body the day before. I don't know, but it was interesting. It was an interesting choice. Okay, it was, but hey, um, I didn't yeah. direct it. <laughs> I didn't. So then we get to Violet. She's now at the bar doing her regular singing thing. She's also loosened up. She ain't learned none of the goddamn dance steps, but she's up there letting fresh water being poured on her when uh, Zoe comes back to visit the bar during law school. Yeah. So Zoe's up there getting Violet in her same red ass t-shirt and water poured on her and her daddy popped up. Yes, I said, oh shit, daddy's here. Oh, my goodness. So I literally was like, damn, daddy is pissed off. She's like, dad, it's not what you think. Say something. But when she went to go visit him at his job and he was like, what kind of bar is this? He should have known because she didn't answer him multiple times. He kept asking what kind of bar is this? What kind of bar is this? She was like, dad, I'm not talking about this. Anyways, love you. Brought you some healthy shit. Bye. So, you know, that was, that was interesting, but yeah, her and, and- Kevin have their little fight, their little spat. The way he risked his fucking Spider-Man comic book for you, and you didn't fucking show. I was, I was like, ooh, this would have been the end for us. You got me fucked up. And I don't even know you, you like, country girl. And the and the thing is, she don't know him, so you want me to risk my job. And honestly, I don't even know you like that, bro. We be fucking around, but like, I don't even know you. <laughs> and then when he came to the what she said bro we be fucking around but i don't even know you like i don't know why you left australia i don't know anything about you and you know so much about me because like i'm an orphan so what's up and she's like she couldn't even she she, okay piper parabo i don't know if she became a better actor but she couldn't even squirt that little she couldn't get a half a tear to roll down when he was go back inside i don't know why people be doing this thing where they will go and I just, I don't like that because I will knock you the fuck out. No dreams, she, no hopes, no chance of getting hurt. Because had Why'd he turned around leave? and said, Why'd you leave? If I would have, I would have powed. Because had ass. he turned around and said, Bitch, you don't know a goddamn thing about me, but you gave up that pussy. But had he just got at her, bitch, you, you had all these dreams, all these aspirations. You would have been crying your, your ass feelings would have been hurt, but it needed to be that she needed to get at him. And it's, it's like as much a judgment of her as it was of him. So, you know, that was interesting. But then, Pop, pop. Just hours later, Pop Pop got hit by the by the car. Daddy got hit by the car. Now she's in the hospital and her best friend. Well, okay, wait. They go to the, the wedding and I was cracking up because she was like, why you ain't got on no socks? <laughs> her daddy did not have no socks on with his dress shoes. 
And, and that's his business. <laughs> that's his, business. <laughs> his toes was in there sweating it hot. He said, listen, I got to go. I got to work a double. He said, no, my toes is hot. I'm about to get athletes put up in this bitch. I got to go. So he went. He left. They had their dance. And, you know, before they could even, she drove that 42 miles back to New York. And before she could even sit down properly, daddy had gotten hit. And she lost car. A, that's fucked up shit. You lost your boyfriend and, and your job in the same night, and your daddy got hit by a car. Like you cannot. In a matter win. of like thirty six hours, <laughs> you Carmen was like, "Bitch, win. I don't know what you did, but I'm coming for that ass." It was so funny, and I hate to laugh, but that's just like, damn. You just take an shit. L after L after. L. Bruh, it was bad. And then her best friend came through. She was like, you didn't have to leave your wedding. And she said, that man's been a part of my family for all of 36 hours. You've been a part of my family my whole life. Yo daddy, my daddy, and I'm here. Dad, she said five minutes. I love And it was adorable. I was like, was... you get you a friend like her. Because Violet wasn't the best friend to her friend, but her friend was a good friend. Drove her that 42 miles, went through them toes. <laughs> Multiple Shut times. Up. Okay, she was a good friend. So, um, and then he like... Oh, wait, before he got hit, the dad was like, I swear, that nigga was funny throughout this whole movie. <laughs> Even at the wedding, he was like, it's not worth a hug, it's only $50. <laughs> Okay, when he was like, she thank you, Mr. Sanford. He was like, don't thank me yet. It's only $50. <laughs> Listen, hey, do shit with that. That I don't know what funny. she can do. Y'all could go to the sizzler. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. And then um, when she finally did, uh, like, Kevin O'Donnell reached out and, and called her or whatever and said he was going to be at the dock. I was like, well, why did she just go to the dock after she missed And you was cracking me up with that because I was like, you're fucking right. She is not fighting for this love the way she She knows exactly what dock he's going to be at. Bitch, if you really want him, go. Go. And then she just decides, no, I'm not going to go to the dock. I'm just going to pop up at his house. And then I was like, oh shit. I said, did this nigga move on after just a few days because you just called her? You just called. I would have did the same thing though. Like, bye. You answer my call. Here's the thing, after after a couple of days of not talking, Tony Braxton got this song, Seven Whole Days. By seven days, baby, if I ain't talked to you when we was in a relationship, please expect me to be talking to somebody else. Look, and then my ADHD, the way it works, if you're not here in presence, I forget you are alive. My God, my God, out of sight, out of mind is a real thing. And when I love you, love you, it'll hurt, but I will put you out of my mind so that I can get over it. Baby, don't seven days me. You'll come back and I'll be a different person. Exactly. I'm a different person than I was yesterday. Like, bye. Oh, baby, I woke up. I'm different from when I woke up this morning because I done had some water and some <laughs> coffee. You might want to catch up, Buttercup. Like, yes. that's not the way you want to do it, you know? So I kind of felt him like, all right, you not answering, but it turns out it was just a sublease situation. Fool was about to move to Chicago. Wait, wait, he, he where was, are we? He was subleasing his apartment because he was about to move to Chicago. Yes. Because so, he said, fuck this. He's like, all right, bro. You know, New York is. I'm maybe it's it. He said his dream was to come to America, not to be in just one city. So, he's like, all right. Violet got her um her two thousand Apple laptop that she paid for on the layaway. Layaway on the layaway. Could you hold on? Wait, going back. You remember when she got all of her little cassette tapes back in the mail and that bitch dumped them off the top of the uh, staircase? Look, I was like, that's right. Who gonna clean that? Who gonna clean that up, bitch? 
And then it's got your name on it. I would have gathered that shit right back up and put it right on your doorstep. Baby, and I'm tossing them at your door at three o'clock in the morning. Wow. <laughs> 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 what the fuck is this? Because you're not like, going to make more work for me. Like, what is this? That was just, that was very, it was bad. That was just bad. Um, and, and she then, was like, oh, I'm not going to call him. Like, okay, obviously you don't want him. So obviously I just felt like she didn't, she did not do the work, but you know what it was is that she said, I don't know that fool. That was just my first piece of little, little meat when I came to New York. That's it. Cause the best friend had already said, oh, we said we were going to stay virgins until we got married and that didn't happen. I started cracking up. <laughs> she was hilarious was with tea. all her broken promises. <laughs> she said, bitch, we don't see nothing through. We are some all straight up failures. <laughs> We got the edit that. You probably talk about it. Said I'm tired of the broken promises, promises. And Violet said, "Bitch, me too. I'm moving to New York." Oh my god. Oh god. Shout out to 3LW. Yes, yes, we love you. Oh shit, Kiwi. I just, uh, <laughs> oh my god oh okay so when she finally makes her little cd on her apple that was a plug for apple okay year 2000 that fat ass laptop with the big the big uh poofy back they was a plug at everybody honestly yeah. they had some nice plugs in there so apple gets their plug and they're like yeah you can burn directly to a cd and blah 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 you know what it was she was sitting out cassettes and niggas was like who the fuck has a cassette player bitch it's the year 2000. That's that again. That now you would take that country bumpkin shit. Bitch, you ain't know people was listening to CDs. We are listening to CDs in 2000. Everybody's listening to CDs in the year 2000. Why are you sending me your shit on a cassette? You might as well have sent it on an A track. Or a floppy disk. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> what are you doing? I don't have a record player. Sorry, since you back your 45. Like, what is this? So oh my I God. thought that that was fucking hilarious. And then when she finally got into the songwriters, whatever thing, and she told everybody, right? Lil came back and was like, you can come and work. And she said, nah, I'm good. She was said, double water on the rock. Bitch, that made me laugh. <laughs> but the fact that Lil was humble enough to come back and be like, "Hey, I'm I, sorry," I'm, and she didn't. I don't she know. If she, really I don't remember. It. She apologized, but she came back and she humbled herself and said, "You can come back to my bar." I understand that what happened was not, you know. But she only had, and I don't know why. Again, that's probably a tick under you for white women privilege because she said, "I have two rules: do not sleep with the customers and don't bring your boyfriends to my bar." So why she even came back to apologize to her at all, I don't know. Because she definitely she broke rule number two. She broke the rules, and she could have just had Cami, like she figured out from Cami where to find her. She could have just been. You know, hey, I'm here to just see if, you know, you can't come and work for me, but you were a cool girl and we can be friends outside of that because my bar has rules and you broke them. But yeah, but I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. So everybody knows that she's doing the songwriters um, lineup or whatever. She goes to go pick up her daddy and her best friend and she's driving. Oh, the, the one place I was like, we loved your CD. So she sent a CD to someplace. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She finally got her CD and somebody listened to it. They said, bitch, we don't have. And it was funny. It would be even funnier if it was a place that she had already sent it to before. 
Like if they sent it back and said, bitch, no. And then all of a sudden they got a CD and they were like, this is more our speed girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah. So she comes out for the songwriter thing and Lil calls Kevin, how she got his phone number. Don't know. Um, But calls Kevin as he's about to walk out the door to Chicago, turning over his keys to his subleaser. He's like, ah, this phone call is probably for me because you haven't given out the phone number yet. Okay. Answers the phone, turns the page, whatever the fuck, sees old girl's name on the marquee, shows up for her right in time because she about to bitch out yet again. Ah, that you turned the whole. This is, he said, I've already been in a horrific car accident. Oh, <laughs> he was like, that made me laugh. That did was so forget? funny. And she did it again. That was so funny. But you know what? I was like, oh, maybe because of my own personal shit. But I was like, oh, that's a daddy. Because he went through that toll and he said, light him up. Light him up for my baby. Yes, we twice. And then he said, he, he said, he came back around. Let's do it. We ain't doing good enough. Let's get it. Lit up that fucking thing for them babies. Let's go. Let's go. Give her all the good energy. She about to go do her songwriting shit. Let's the, get it. She get there. And the the way, way they pulled up on that goddamn curb. Look, they almost hit the building. I was like, what? We doing it like that now? Listen, her and her best friend drive exactly the same. Because when they pulled up in Chinatown, the best friend pulled up on the curb like that. And then she did the exact same thing at the club. I said, this is why South South Amboy might be the country. Because apparently, (laughs) y'all just pull up however, whenever. (laughs) So, yes. um, That was interesting. And as soon as she was about to bitch out, here come Kevin with the save. Turns off the light. Lights a candle for her. She knows exactly what it is. Beom, beom. Her pussy said, beom, beom. Her heart said, I can sing. (laughs) She said, I can sing. (laughs) She sang her song and did these really weird dance moves on the songwriter stage. The mediocre white. It was the the Julia style Save the Last Dance. I'm going to get into Juilliard with these weird emotions. Yes. She said, My song's about to be a Leanne Rhyme song with these weird emotions. The dad taking the pics was adorable. He said, My baby. That's my child. My baby. And then uh, Rachel punching all the, the, well, he was catcalling and kind of like, <laughs> Don't do it, Rach. He's a big guy and you're still on probation. That was hilarious. She said, Oh, I'm good. And then, Wow, backhands. That was some Bruce Lee strength. She said, them classes are working. Let me just real quick. And But the way that she literally went from a seated position to a up. And then right back to a seat. And right back down. And daddy looked and said, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> he saw he saw Rachel punch oh boy. So that was cool. But dad coming out and being in the bar. Um, well, when- she gave him his comic book back first. Well, okay, wait, wait, wait. Dad coming out and being in the bar when they had Leah Rhymes at Coyote Ugly singing, right? And then her being like, and he said, well, what do you do when all your dreams come true? And she said, you pay people back. And she gave him uh-huh. back his comic, right? I just thought it was cool, number one, that dad came out to support her in Coyote Ugly. He came back out to Coyote Ugly because you saw his first interaction him being there. He did not like that shit. He didn't like it. But I will say the picture that he was upset about that drew, drew him to Coyote Ugly that he was like, my friends have your picture up in their uh, booths. It's that not like she picture. was naked. Like it was, She wasn't naked. She and she looked her like she was performing. But that's about it. She was performing. It looks like the crowd is going wild. You should be like, yes, that's my baby. And y'all should have her up because you know me and support my child. But the fact that they had that picture up, you need to beat your friend's ass, don't you? That's your co-workers, dad. They don't like, respect you. That has nothing to do with me. <laughs> you really do. Put them. 
put him in check. But then dad is there with his new girlfriend, who is the uh, the nurse, the nice redhead nurse. And that they gave start him some old spice. Auctioning him. Arbitrary numbers they keep throwing in the auctions were hilarious as fuck. Ninety-eight fifty was that all you had, baby? That shit was funny. <laughs> when she said, "Take it off," and then she said, "Oh, uh, put it, put it back on." I started cracking up. That's the lady from Mad TV. Um, she played, she played Miss Chung on Mad TV. But yes, when he said sold to his uh, his girlfriend for one fifty. Well, I think it was First off, y'all don't value yourself. That's what I was thinking. I was like, you do not value yourself. Start, I'm going to start the bidding off at 75 so that we can double it up from there. Look, 150, 300. Because <laughs> what? And then, of course, we had to end with a kiss. And I was like, oh. That's so That's so that's I love that phrase. Oh my god! It was, it was, it was all right. All right, so let's get into the ranking. Um, what do your, what's your Afro scale look like, Keeks? My Afro scale, thick ass Afro with the little lines through it, and then you could just move the pick up to from zero to ten. Okay, and mine is still the side profile afro with the sliding pick scale zero to ten that rides the scales. Um, before we get into the actual ranking, do you want to say how many ticks each of your categories have? Oh, um, let's. Yeah, so what had like ten? Funny, <laughs> funny had twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> because it was funny. It was I think fucking hilarious. We were, I think it was because we were drinking too. It was just so oh, funny. Oh yes, because we were drinking during this. So what was your drink? Oh, I had a charred rosemary vodka with a Hawaiian punch, lemon berry punch to like cut it a little bit. What was your drink? Mm, so I had a rosemary elderberry um Hendrix Lunar Gin lemonade Ooh, yeah. boy i've never i'm about to drink it again today look, actually it was I got, really great i got my little charred rosemary look at you i should have been on on the on the uh money with you but yes okay so yes yeah, so i think it was funny because we were drinking but also because 21 what year are we in 22 years after 2000 things are just funny um honestly it, i think it's so. the cultural disconnect it's Cause like I have things in the funny category like the payphone. I was like, ah, nobody uses. Who's touching that dirty ass payphone? <laughs> like I literally laughed at some things that were not meant to be funny. So I'm with you on that. I get why I so, had twenty two. Um, white people shit had thirteen. Rape culture had five. Bitch mm. had eleven. Mm, okay. White women privilege had. Funny white people shit had. Four white women shit had seven thuggery. I'm you might have to break down the thuggery for me because what I was like, where is it? Them lighting shit on fire, hanging from the ceiling. Bitch, get your uncultured ass. When I was growing up, I wanted to go to a bar like this, and I've still never found a bar that hits like Coyote Ugly. Even the like, why did you name your bar Coyote Ugly? And she, the way that Lil broke down how she got to the name, I that said, was funny. oh, my God, I loved this movie. I loved the bar. <laughs> like, I was like, young me was like, oh, it's motherfucking lit. Now, Coyote Ugly is a real bar, so we could possibly go to the real Coyote Is it really? I believe so. 
Oh, let me double check that now. I don't know if it's in New York, but I know it is a bar because I was looking at it. That's lit. Okay. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, what were your other categories? Oh, that was it. Um, Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I had so, but I was just like, eh. That's just, and that's on its own. It's just a fact. He gets cuter as the movie goes. Um, I have Amboy to New York City equals death apparently has three because it just, but then the naivete country bumpkin or what has 11. And I think those are kind of like intertwined because what the fuck was going on with her? Like she just was acting like she didn't know shit. Um, I have LOL has 14. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lil is awesome has seven. New York City is hell had four. Bitch had 12. <laughs> um, waste of liquor and but I feel like there was a little bit more than that because they were just wasting that liquor was, and libation. That was in the thuggery because like y'all okay. obviously don't have to pay for that. So But you know what? Lil said she served the Jays. She said oh. her five her favorite men or whatever. She said she could waste it because that's all she knows what the budget is. All right. Okay. Um they don't have nothing. Anything in a shot glass. A beer or a shot glass. They're not washing cups. Fuck you. That shit was fuck. I want to go to a bar like this. Um, and then the love story was cute. I guess has seven because there were things that were very much misogyny, rape culture, weird dynamics that weird. I was just like, mm, but you know. All right. So here we are. We're getting to the rankings. What was your ranking of the movie? Well, before we do that, they have a Coyote Ugly in New Orleans, so we need to make a Oh, trip. that's even closer. We gotta go. Like what? But yeah. Okay. <laughs> we gotta go. But I wrote it down on one of these papers. I think it was a 6.25. Cause Cause you- we decided, because <laughs> my ass asked, are we doing this in quarter? I was, I was like, can we do it in quarters? See, now I gotta I'm think glad about that it. You, I'm glad you did that, because my ranking was a 5.75. So that's the even... And so- that's Ooh. an even 12, which makes the ranking a 6 for hey. us. IMDb had it at a 5.7 out of 10, so I think that we're pretty aligned with them. Rotten Tomatoes, for some reason, did not have a ranking. I think it's one of the few that Rotten, it, Rotten Tomatoes didn't rank on, so I'm not sure why, but okay. yeah. I feel like that's an accurate... I love... I still love this movie. I This was the first time you could watch watched it, right? Yes, so it was very interesting. I liked there are characters that I liked, and I feel like it was a very cool movie. I feel like if I would have saw it in 2000 or earlier, I would have been like, oh, this is cute, like, da-da-da-da-da, but I watched this again. Probably not. Maybe. Uh, and when I tell you, for me, I watched it in the year, maybe, I probably watched it in 2001 because I didn't see it in theaters. I remember recording it off of, like, onto a VHS off of cable or whatever, like Showtime or Stars or somebody had it. Um, and I watched it all the time because there were times when I would have cable and then times when I wouldn't and then the times that I didn't have cable I would go through the movies that I liked to watch and rewatch them and I watched often it was on the VHS fit like three movies you had a good like six to nine hours just so I had three movies on every VHS and it, this one was on I think it was like coyote ugly girl fight and like who can play that game like it was something that was like you know so this this movie I watched multiple times I love this movie I think a six is a a solid ranking for this Mm -hmm. it's not that it aged well but I still want to go to a bar that's like this and that I think that that is impactful 
I and see that's my thing too. Like I feel like because I haven't experienced a bar like this, I was like, okay, y'all capping. Like this isn't something that really happens. It so, wasn't, but you know what? They should make it happen because it should. I mean, like we said, we could possibly go to the one in New Orleans. That's the close. So we'll go and we'll make a review on that. And if yeah. they ain't not out there lighting bars on fire and hell no H2O in, I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm just gonna say. I'm gonna be so disappointed because expectations. After this movie, you goddamn right. So, yes. And even six, I think that's good. I like um, that. If you have watched the movie, like we said, you watched the movie, you like the movie, you dislike the movie, you disagree with the review, whatever, um, let us know. Hit us up on the email, T-O-A-M-R-P-O-D at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on social medias, um, AMR, what is it? It's AMR, AMR pod. pod. It's for both Twitter and uh, Instagrams. Instagram. If somebody. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It's Afro Move Review for Instagram <gasps> because right. somebody had both. AMR Pod. That's like, right. And you know what? When we found out that somebody else had AMR Pod, we kind of looked and see what type of podcast and like content they were creating. And it's not horrible. We don't mind like the mix up. If you if it's not us, go check them out and tell them to check us out. Yeah. But yes. So join us next week uh, for the next episode. These are all coming out at the same time, so we'll join each other next week. But our next movie is Crash. Crash. Now, when you say Crash, I'm thinking of the little animated type. uh, Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Get ready for it, because that ain't it. That ain't it. I hope you're ready. Yay, it sounds racing. Yes. Okay, I'm all right. All right, I'm excited. I'm. You haven't seen it, and I'm excited to watch it with you. So, <laughs> it's lit. Thank you guys for having us and joining us. This is a longer episode, and we're gonna get better at this because we have a goal in mind. But we just like to talk to we each do. other and to y'all. So yeah, we talk. <laughs> we talking ass niggas. <laughs> so hopefully you enjoyed. Hit us up next time. Follow us. All that stuff. Love you guys. I was going to say, can you say something? Bye, y'all. I was like, I don't know. Bye. <laughs> Love y'all. Tune in next week. Peace. Well, next episode. <laughs>